as my father used to say to me about, like, when he would see me drink a glass of wild turkey, he'd go, you know, you only get so many chips on that. Yeah. And mm, that's chips. my attitude. Like, yeah, oh, like, you live <laughs> as long as you're supposed to live. So, fuck it. Like, make sure you live the life where somebody reads a really good speech at your funeral. I don't care what your fucking age is. Tell me when we're rolling. Rolling? Just one more lap dance I'll be leaving Just one more whiskey I'll stop weaving just one more line and I'll be a new, new man Just one more hit and I'll tell you my master plan Where's safe? Where's familiar? Where can I smoke? Go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy! Cap, it is vital that you stay in your homes, make no attempt to reach loved ones, and avoid all physical contact with the assailants. Do you believe everything you hear on TV? the break we're going to interview eric weihenmayer who climbed the highest mountain in the world mount everest but he's gay i mean he's gay excuse me he's blind hey keep you're a pirate man that would explain everything until sweat drops down my balls oh these bitches crawl oh ski ski motherfucker Ski ski goddamn Oh ski ski motherfucker Oh ski ski goddamn Hey look, Ray, unconscious chanting, you're chanting I want to kill everyone, Satan is good, Satan is our pal Look out ahead, there's a truck changing lanes You got some yellow crumbs on your upper lip and those warts on your dick aren't gonna go away Unless you start using topical cream every day Are you a Hawaii scumbag? Do you chug energy drinks in Arizona? Suzuki Samurai Ninja name, Garbage Cat And poor chlorophyll is caught in the middle of this Chlorophyll? More like borophyll Right? Now go home and get your fucking shine box Motherfucking Drinking. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of, lot of drinking. Uh, are you still drinking? No, 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 no. I, I don't. That's, that's behind me now. I just. Why are you buying? 
I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls were hot. I understand. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court, just like I'm. I hope we rescue the Starfish King on this adventure. It'll be a slam dunk. Would you call what we did last night sex? That's a tough man to make a tender forecast, Nick. I guess that's me. <laughs> Keep fucking that chicken. <laughs> But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Mm. God damn, Jimmy. This some serious gourmet shit. Me and Vincent would have been satisfied with some freeze-dried tasteless choice, right? <laughs> Nice brings this serious gourmet shit on. allegedly killed her husband, I was giving all of your husband's boners on HBO. You're listening to the number one internet radio show, Boobs, Beer, and Craziness. This is Drinking Dirty in Jersey. This is Angie Everhart, and you're listening to two people who drink more beer than I drink blood in Bordello of Blood, the number one uncensored show about beer, boobs, and political incorrectness. But between you and me, baby, I have the best two segments on this politically incorrect show. Hello, this is Eric Stolhansky from the movie Beer Fest, and you are listening to the only two people that could drink more than we did in that movie, the king of all drunks, Chris Finley, and the queen of craft beer, Cassie Finley. This is Drinking Dirty in Jersey.
vote for the politically incorrect. You're listening to Drinking Dirty in Jersey. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! Shoot it! Coronavirus! Let's do this! Leroy Nagins! Boys and girls, children of all ages, DMC Radio proudly brings to you the beer drinking champions of the world! <laughs> the queen of crap beer, Cassie Finley. Yeah. The man who drinks so much he pees barley and poops hops, Chris Finley. We are drinking dirty and jazzy! <laughs> Give me two glasses of Ric Flair. Woo! Cheers, yeah. everybody, and welcome to Drinking Dirty and Jersey Live here on the Zuckerberg's Facebook. We are not political, so we're not being kicked off. No. Uh, no. We do not lean either way. We are the beer party, right? The beer, the beer party. The beer and boobs and porn party. That's, That's what right. we are. That's what we are. Yes. You guys right. love beer, boobs, and porn. And exactly. Craziness. Thank you, Gilk. Uh, thank you for explaining that. Um, so this is our la This is our Halloween episode. Now, we, we've had two other previous episodes this month that were Halloween episodes. This is our final Halloween episode tonight. So we're very Sad. excited. Cassie's favorite holiday, Halloween. So Yay. we have uh, all Halloween-themed stuff tonight. And believe it or not, we don't even have a porn star on tonight. That's nope. crazy for us. No but, porn stars. But to make up for that, we have two iconic, I-fucking-conic people. Uh, if you were born uh, before 1995... Uh, that are very iconic. Michael Berryman from The Hills Have Eyes, Weird Science, um, uh, lots of other things. The Crow, you probably didn't know that, did you? He was in The Crow in 1994, and I, I'm going to ask him about that. Yes, he was. He was the, uh, he was the, the guide in the afterlife. Um, he plays a lot of guides. Yes, he plays he a lot was of also, guides. He was also a guardian was, angel in the X Files. He so. was also in my science project the movie. Yes, I, I really knew wanted that. you to watch. I knew that. I've seen that movie. Uh, you have? I think yes. you didn't watch that. No, a couple times I've seen oh. it. Okay, never mind about that. Fisher Stevens' best work, by the way. Uh, we also have USA Up All Night. Rhonda Shear. USA Up All Night. Yes, with the big titties. Yes, she will be on the show. Um, I watched her religiously every Friday Me night. Me too. I watched um, her. From 1989 till 1998, she was did that show uh, on the weekends, and Gilbert Garvey did the Saturday night one, but she did the Friday night one, which was fucking amazing. So we're going to have both those icons on the show tonight, so it's going to be very exciting. So uh, it's going to be a great show, great Halloween show. Plus, we're going to talk about our favorite horror scenes from the 1990s, me and Cassie, and uh, Gil can interject if he likes. Um, but uh, speaking of Gilk, guess who's on the show tonight? It's Gilk. Again. <laughs> Hello, Gilk. Again, he's Hello, on the show. Yes. How's everyone doing out he's there? He's here again. <laughs> He's so, here again? Yeah, I didn't submit a horror scene. For Does the he, like, fucking live in our house? Now, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Sorry. Oh, oh. I can't turn on repeat. What? Whoa, what? What was that? What was that? I have no idea what just happened. Me um, like Siri going crazy. Uh, Cassie, do me a favor. Go to the Gilk screen. Because yes. I, I want to point something out real quick. Because I just found that this. That was fucking weird. Okay, I know, and so, I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a shirt. Dunder Mifflin shirt. And I have an office meme, oh which I God, had I no idea. That. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> no shit. That Gilk could be wearing a Dunder Mifflin shirt. That was totally by accident. I wear it today. And look at him. <laughs> that worked out perfectly. Perfect. Dang. What is that? The circus tent size you have on there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. nice. Got <laughs> good job. Good job. So uh, we also have, of course, the Queen of Craft Beer in studio. Of course. But before we show uh, Cassie, let's uh, the Jesse Jane, the legendary poor star, have something a little bit to say about her. Let's check out Jesse Jane. Yo, Jane, you're listening to the number one podcast, Porn and Chaos, and listening to the one woman I want to scissor the most, Cassie Finley. You're drinking dirty in Jersey. Yes, thank you, Jesse Jane. She's the best. She's the best. She's a huge drunk too, so that's. Uh, I hope Siri doesn't tonight. go nuts again. I love her. I don't know what was, was going on. Was that really serious? I think it was my hey, phone. Oh, wow. Well, we, we've had the uh, Secret Service listen to one oh, of our yeah, shows, so it uh, doesn't surprise me. Well, uh, since Siri does, she, drops, she eavesdrops on you. <laughs> Tells on me all the time. So, Cassie, are you ready? 
Are you ready? Uh, give me one. Uno momento, por favor. Okay, tell me when you're ready. I will. Hold on one. Because I can't say it at the same right. time. Utah! Utah! Give me two. Two beers, that is. And of course, we're drinking. I need a better version of that. Because it's really fucking yeah, low. Yeah, it's really low. we got to get a better version. It's not, it's not that at the board or anything. It's the fucking version of it. Anyway. We'll just get a better version. So, uh, of course, we're all drinking. Now, I'm drinking, drinking tonight. I, uh, Jersey Girl Brewing Company. Uh, one of our favorite breweries, local brewery to us, uh, out of Bud Lake, running with the devil. Yeah, they uh, used to be our sponsor. Very Jersey back in the day. used to be our sponsor way back in the day. This is a very good beer. It's just low ABV. It's four percent. Not really what I like. So in a little bit, I'll be cracking open one of these Devil's Reaches by Kate May. But in the meantime, I'll be drinking this Jersey just Girl, which is a very refreshing beer. Because we want a Ron Deshier interview. That's no, 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 no. I'm, I'm pacing myself. Okay. I'm pacing myself. So we it's all good last stuff week so far. How Devil's Reach was the greatest beer ever. Yeah. Dude, let me tell you, I went and cleaned up his area over there like and i was like holy shit no wonder why you were fucking drunk there's like there was like seven devils reach wow. and three natty daddy and uh, he i think i was only two hours long yes the devil's reach is like 8.6 percent it is 8.6 percent it's exactly he was 8. just 6. he had all the adrenaline going for bill mosley <laughs> i did and uh gilk you're drinking what are you drinking bud i'm drinking a whole hog pumpkin that's this my favorite pumpkin. One of the better pumpkin so beers. So good. That is a very good pumpkin beer. We used to have a pumpkin beer contest. That was always one of the, that was uh, one of the finalists. Yes. Yeah. No, I won a couple years in it a row. It did. Okay. So did. very good pumpkin beer. And uh, Cassie, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Hobgoblin from the UK. <laughs> Hello, Governor. From Whitewood Brewery. Or Witchwood Brewery, yeah, however you want to say it. When you're when you're in England, they say things differently sometimes. They might say Depending on where you're from. That's they might n- say they might say Witchywood. <laughs> Witchy woman. Or witchy woman. <laughs> That's and a nifty looking can, too. I like that can. This is a very nifty looking can. There's a, yes. there's a little gnome on it with an axe. I guess he's a hobgoblin. This supposed to be a, supposed to be a, ho- a goblin, He's supposed to be a little gnome. goblin gnome guy. Yes. And he's got little things in his back pocket. They look like arrows. Wait, are you telling me that also, character on the hobgoblin beer is supposed to be a hobgoblin? I think he might have to be a hobgoblin, <laughs> Finley. I don't even know. Wow. I'm so confused sometimes when I'm British. Okay, and... He's definitely not a midget. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> mm. I'm letting you all know that this is a 4.5% beer. last week, that's a bad beer, word. Yes. But it's a big beer, and it's a ruby. It's a ruby beer. You're getting ruby. really into that British accent, aren't I you? I am. <laughs> Pip-pip cheerio. Yes, yes. Um... But Spice no, it's, Girls it's have left really, the studio. It's really good. Spice Girls have left the studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. I like it. It's, uh... It's, you know, I feel like this place did, like, some sort of cider or something, too. They used to, they used to distribute there? here. They did, they, they stopped for a while. They, they were in bottles, though, right? I don't remember. I'm not sure. It was a while. Sure. It was a long time ago. Anyway. Anyway. Hold on. Just, just letting you guys know yes. what, we're, what we're dealing with here. Oh, okay. Uh, God damn, Jimmy. <laughs> this some serious gourmet shit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's what we're dealing with here. So, uh... Okay, folks, every show we play a drinking game. For you folks listening and watching, home can play along as well. We have a drinking word or term of the night. And every time that word or term is said, guess what? You, you drink. drink. Well, tonight's drinking word or term is Halloween themed. Mexican Halloween. Now, the definition of Mexican Halloween is a man has anal sex with a woman while a costume personates candy from her vagina. Very simple. Wonderful. Very easy. Cassie, what's the example of Mexican Halloween? Oh my god, my badge is super sticky from that Mexican Halloween party last night, but that's nothing compared to the pain in my ass. Oh, nice. So, every time you hear that's the term... That's actually a good example. Ex- it is a very good example it's compared good. to most. Compared to so, most. every time you hear Mexican Halloween, guess what? Good screaming, everybody. Thanks, Kiwi.
Um, yeah, so uh, I would like to give a uh, an apology here on the show tonight. Oh, no. Yes, I never apologize for shit. Apologize. What are you apologizing for? I'm going to tell you exactly what. I'm apologizing to Sergio from Melovo- Melovino Meadery. Oh, my God. Um, Finley was such a fucking Karen. In Vauxhall, New Jersey. Um, I, I am apologizing because I was a Karen when I went there. I was oh upset because you I wasn't set. He was I such was. a Karen. I was wow. sat no, outside. No, you don't understand. It was bad. Now, I was just like yelling at him. A little history of Mellow Um, yeah, We kind of helped launch them. Our, our name is like gold-plated in that place. Uh, you know, we, we invested you in them. You get bombed there, too. We actually, yes, you do. They yeah. have very strong need. And we actually um, we actually broadcasted a show out of that uh, place as well. So I went there, and I wanted to sit inside because now you can sit inside in these places. And they sat us outside, and I was a little upset. So I was messaging the owner, Sergio, and uh, I was kind of being a Karen. And I, I'm upset that I was being a Karen. And no, after dude, a, he was, like, talking. To the manager on the fucking phone. Yes, I uh, I they, cut my hair he, short. It he was the whole called, thing. The, Sergio called the meadery and yelled at them. They came out and apologized to us. They were like, "I hope the service was okay. I hope everything was great." Blah 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 blah. And Finley's like, "Do you know who we are? We're drinking dirty in Jersey. We're on the wall." I'm like, "Shut <laughs> up!" I know. You really said that? I did. Yes, he did. He I like, pulled, God, uh, you're like, I I'm the, the governor's husband. I, I'm the governor's that's husband. That's what I did. I pulled my Karen it was card. So I, bad. I just want to apologize to Sergio for that uh, live on air here. I, I apologize. For being that way, and uh, oh my god, it was it'll terrible. never happen again. It'll never happen again. So, speaking of speaking of something else that happened this week, so I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, if I could find the fucking screen because Finley said it was on. Oh, you here. want to do it right now? Yeah, yes, I want it to is. Do it right now. Oh, okay, oh, I didn't I know you were doing this. Okay, so go ahead, Cass. So, guys, Finley and I just signed DDIJ up for this service called Podcorn. You can see a little like logo up on the screen. Um, Podcorn is a marketplace that connects podcasters like us to sponsorship opportunities so they can make money doing their podcasts. We've already actually gotten paid for something that we've done, which is really cool. We found some great opportunities on the site, and there are many other opportunities for any type of podcast to get sponsors. Plus, you never give up any of your rights to the podcast, and you have total creative freedom as to like whatever ad you want to do. Uh, I have a question. What if I want to do a Civil War podcast? Uh, you can totally get sponsors for your Civil War cast. <laughs> that sounds Civil, boring, Gil. Civil War podcast. Just <laughs> an idea I'm throwing out there. You can get sponsors for your podcast because we could actually find people to, to talk about our podcast. Um, or you can find places that make sense to, for you to talk about on your Civil War podcast to sponsor you. <laughs> um, check out the link on their, uh, yeah, on, to their site, pod, podcorn.com. It's posted right there on the bottom of the screen. If you guys can see, if you're watching, I can't find my finger. That's a great there idea. Right there. Finger can't there. find a finger. It's down there. <laughs> um, and if you're watching live, it'll be it's, it's it'll be there right there. You'll see it. And then once we rebroadcast our show on our RSS feed and our YouTube, it'll be in the show notes. So you guys will be able to click the link and go to podcorn.com and sign up your podcast for some sponsorships. Nice. Isn't that cool? Check out some podcorn. Yeah, Sounds podcorn. Good. Sounds like good. Like popcorn, but better. <laughs> yes, you get paid yes. for it. Yes. Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. There is that uh you know I'm a big fan of prank calls. Obviously Pops is uh he's away for the month of October. Uh he's but he is returning uh in November uh with a vengeance. He is. Uh he's gonna be back in November with a vengeance. He has tons of ideas. He was on the phone with me today, he was telling me all his ideas. Oh god. And uh it got me thinking I, what his ideas are. Yeah, and I started Googling some weird things and I got to an Adam Sandler Google and I, I watched it. By the way, if you uh didn't hear the new Adam Sandler song by uh, for Chris Farley, it's some fucking amazing. Yes. Check it out. It it's is. amazing. Especially if you were a Chris Farley fan, it's it's one of the best tribute songs I think I've ever heard for somebody mm-hmm. that has tragically has passed. But 
Uh, the reason I bring Adam Sandler up in the first place is that he did some prank calls in the early 90s that nobody really ever heard. They no. were kind of played in the movie Funny People but in the beginning, but not really. They were kind of glazed over, um, but uh, there are some pretty funny fucking calls, and he calls like a restaurant as an old lady, and I'd like to play some of these phony phone calls. Can I put your screen on so that we can hear it because yes. we've got the music on in the background? Okay. Yes, yes, we can do that. <clears throat> figure it's easier. So let's uh, check out some Adam Sandler prank calls. Um, funny, some funny shit I've heard. Louder? Can be louder? That's as loud as it's going to be. Okay. To the old lady. I hope they can hear it at home. I want I certainly need some assistance. I'm sorry to call you in such a frenzy, but I'm very shook up. Um, so I saw Rosenberg. Much of it, dude. They're fucking hilarious, dude. So funny. <laughs> you couldn't do that now because American Express is a lot of like Mumbai, and they'd be like, "Yes, they would have no idea what roast." They'd be like, "Sacred." They would have no idea. Like, you talk to a sacred cow, my yeah. friend. Once again, remember this was early nineties. This was Jerky Boys days yeah. when you could just call anybody, and there was there was no repercussions. Yeah, and, there was nothing. no like computer. There was no nothing. right. Not like right. pops now, where like we call from fake numbers no, and the LAPD call them. Call me back, like, and start talking to me. Are you sure you're okay? Do you need to be contact traced, dude? The contract tracer people called me for like four days. <laughs> after we did the coronavirus pops. <laughs> I had to get their phone. Swear to fucking God. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't even answer the phone. I was like, fuck this. No, the <laughs> do it from like pay phones pay phones yeah they would take the pay phone out after a while if you kept doing it over right. and over from the same pay phone right like we got at least three or four pay phones removed i did something like bad in order um, pizzas and shit like that I would, boom they pulled the pay phone where i went right to high out. school senior year when we had a car obviously we would never ate the school lunch we drive to a fast food joint and we went to burger king one day we didn't feel like going to school the rest of the day so we called in a a bomb scare a bomb from scare. the pay phone oh, at shit. burger king yeah right 
So, called in a bomb scare bird. Can we get to the school? Everything's great. But we decided to have those, get those Burger King crowns yeah, so and put them on. Real. So we showed up with the Burger King crowns on so they knew it was us that called. Oh, my <laughs> so God. That's lots of trouble for that one. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that was not good. So <laughs> Eric's like, unlike when you... Oh, it's Eric's birthday. Happy oh, birthday, right. Eric. Happy yes. birthday, Eric. Um, Happy birthday, Eric. So <laughs> Eric said... Unlike today, where you call the suicide hotline and they put you on hold for five minutes. Yeah, I know. What the true. fuck is that about? Happy birthday, Eric. I'm going to commit suicide. Hold on for five minutes. Uh, fuck. That's true, though. I don't have five minutes. Get the fuck out no. of here. <laughs> no. No one has five minutes anymore. Right. Right. <clears throat> all right. So, Woo! you all right, Cassie? You look I a little, am. Uh, the clamps. Yes, you're a little of a I'm fine. I'm a little nervous. But it's funny. Like, you guys got to see how nervous like Finley kind of gets before the show. Like, Cassie asks him something. He's got the headphones on. So he screams at the top of his lungs. Instead of taking the fucking headphones off, he screams. I'm trying like, to get into a fucking zone. Like, they can hear him next door. Yeah. It's like, he's just going to take door. the headphones off. Speaking of like your show, like, Thunder Mifflin. Like, you know the episode with Dwight where he's getting pumped for the interview? He's listening to the metal music, and he's, yeah. like, punching the chair. That's what I do before the show. I got to get pumped for the does. show. So that's what I do. So shut the fuck up. Guys. That's what he does. <laughs> Anyway, so we're going to have Michael Berryman here oh on in a couple God. of minutes. Calm down, Cassie. It's, Sorry. You're as excited about him as you were for uh, fucking uh, Bill Mosley last week. Yeah, but he's a legend. He's yes, a legend. No, he is a legend. Dude, he, I did fucking part of my fucking senior thesis on his movie. I mean, come on. So this will be the, what, Cassie, fourth person fourth from Devil's person Rejects? from Devil's Rejects. So we're we going to have for the movie Devil's Robert Rejects? Robert on. We've had Ginger Lynn on. Bill Mosley and now Michael Berryman. So Michael four Berryman. people. So, very so exciting. Next, next step is Rob Zombie, Sherry Moon Zombie. Yeah, yeah, so that was a nat- that'll be the natural next step. The natural progression of things. Uh, so to show a little preview for... Or that for... black guy that's in this fucking preview. Yes, that I yes, really... that black guy. Apparently he's you a need com- to get woke, Cassie. I, I'm that, not... Fuck you. I'm not, that I'm African-American so gentleman I'm so woke, that's in that you. scene. He's a com- very talented... That guy's a comedian, uh, by the way. Yes, he was not in the whiz. All right, so... Um, <laughs> you need to get woke. Now, this is a scene from Devil's Rejects. Um, this is the chicken fucker scene. Everybody knows this scene, so let's uh, check it out. <clears throat> Hold on a sec, because my fucking screen is being retarded. All right. There we go. All right, so want to have a good time and you need some pussy, you can. Looks like where I live. Head off, yeah. Stick <laughs> that ass of that chicken, and that damn chicken will go crazy on your ass and go. You what is that, that noise in the background? Of I think it's in the movie. Put my oh, the actual movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fuck it. And go up. <laughs> <laughs> and go up. I'm calling you chicken fucker, but. Over there looks sex, sexually frustrated. <laughs> I don't approve of chicken fuck. You want to call me false? I ain't done fucking sex. I'm gonna take my jacket and grab the fucking chicken, Cleavon. Fuck you, chicken. Thank y'all. He's the chicken. Fuck. I saw the fucking hat. So uh, great. So let's get Michael Berryman on the phone. <clears throat> you ready, Cassie? I am. Did you actually skip the regular screen that we do, but it's okay. Well, no, just... I don't want to do that with these. Guests. Okay, it's, I understand. It's too hard to understand them when they fucking. No, I get it. I get it. You I know, totally get it. Like porn stars, I don't care. But, <laughs> but like famous people, no. <laughs> Actual famous people. Actual. Well, famous there's some people? porn stars that are famous. Come on. Yeah, what there was are. The last we don't time have we had a show that any porn stars on. What's that? What was the last time we had a show that any porn the stars? The last on? five show? years ago, we yeah, had two breweries on like or something. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, We didn't have any porn stars. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was something brew bus, and then somebody. Oh no, wait, we had a porn star during that. To our defense, Ronda Shear wasn't Playboy, so maybe. No, she's not. I wouldn't count that. A little bit. I wouldn't say porn. That's not porn. You know, I'm sure Gilbert Godfrey was in Playboy. I'm going there. I wanted to take off the do not disturb thing. Oh, I gotcha. I understand. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. 
Mart, relax. <laughs> You're making me nervous. I can't. Yes, ringing. Ringing. <clears throat> oh, no. Right on time, too. Fuck. <laughs> What'd you mess up? I think so. Thank you. Hello. Yes, hello. Is this Michael? Yes, is he. Hey, Michael, this is uh, Chris from Drinking Dirty in Jersey. How you doing? Doing very good, sir. And yourself? Uh, doing very, very good. Very good. We, um, my, my wife here, is, uh, my co-host, got a little nervous because you were picking up the phone. We thought maybe we got the times messed up <laughs> or something. Like, no! So. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? <laughs> So we're very excited to have you here on the show. We're, we're big fans. Uh, my wife was actually saying right before we had you here that she actually did her thesis on uh, The Hills Have Eyes in college, so she's been a, a longtime fan, so we're honored to have you here on the show. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, thesis on The Hills, that's interesting. Yes. Yes, yes. So she's a huge horror fan, so uh, she's uh, she's freaking out right now. So anyway, um, <laughs> you, have a, you have a long, legendary acting career in TV and film, Um did you always want to be an actor growing up? Oh, no, never. I think someone would have told me uh, if I had gone to a fortune teller and they said, you're eventually going to uh, be in film and television, be a movie star, et cetera, et cetera. I would have just laughed at them. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> no, uh, it was never my intention, ever. Um, my, la my last plan uh, for my future... Uh, before I got discovered by George Powell was to apply for um, a homestead in Alaska. I wanted to oh, uh, wow. live up north. That, that was that was my intention, and I got sidetracked. <laughs> wow! All right, so just the, a little bit. The complete opposite <laughs> of what you planned to do. So that's <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. An opportunity came about, and. Um, I, I I had met George Powell uh, in Venice, California. Mm -hmm. had a little shop there, a uh, little shop with a friend of mine. Uh, we sold. We had uh, house plants, knickknacks that local artists made, and we sold them on consignment. And we were only in business for like six or seven months. But while we were there, uh, we met our neighbors across the street who had an antique store, uh -huh. very high end. The Gallimaufry is what it was the name of it. And they had the real expensive antiquities. And we were hanging out there one night when they had um, a sale and they invited, you know, people who could afford their wares. So there was mm -hmm. a lot of uh, town cars, Lincolns, Bentleys and Rolls Royces and you know, wealthy people who love to do right. and expensive stuff. And they were all very nice and educated and during that evening, we were just sort of hanging out, and we um, were introduced to the one of the store owners, husband and wife. The wife's father was George Powell, and George was there that evening, and uh, we were introduced to him, mm -hmm. and he, he uh, basically said, uh, are you an actor? I was, I was wearing a cape that I had bought from one of our... Um, Local artists. It was from Morocco, Black Cape. It was, okay. it was warm, comfy, and a little different, kind of arty, you know. And I said, no, I uh, I just uh, own this little shop across the street. And why do you ask? And then he said, well, you, 
uh, you have an interesting face. I'd like to put you in a movie if you're interested. And I go, yeah, right. <laughs> and then he, he said, no, I'm serious. Uh, and he handed me a business card, and it was from Warner Brothers Studios, and it mm -hmm. said George Powell. And then I put two and two together, and I said, oh, my goodness, you produced The War of the Worlds and Journey to the Center of the Earth. And uh, I knew I knew about his work because, you know, I like I like movies and right. storytelling and whatnot. And I had some friends who were in the, in the industry. And he said, just call my office and uh, show up and uh, I, I want to do Doc Savage. Uh, and you could be the uh, coroner. I think you'd fit right in. <laughs> and he says, I'll uh, pay you 400 bucks and uh, get you a SAG card. Well, uh, I didn't really want a SAG card necessarily, but he got me... You know, you know, my SAG card, and mm -hmm. I got 400 bucks in my pocket, and I worked a day at the Harold Lloyd Estate, and I had fun. Not bad for a day's work, right? And, uh, yeah. Text me when you get home, when you get there. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's how we got started. Gotcha, gotcha. And by, pure, by pure accident. Pure accident. Uh, that's, it's amazing. Now, yeah, actually being discovered by George Powell, it actually led to your role in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, correct? That is correct. Uh, you did your homework. Yes, uh, the the uh, the connection between George Powell and Cuckoo's Nest was just by uh, good fortune because George, being the producer, um, he quote he said always tell people uh, if uh, if you would. They said I'll, I promise I will, and I always have. George said if you ever have an interview, anybody asks you. You tell them the following. You say, George Powell discovered me. <laughs> and I took his hand. I said, you have my word. And I, I've always expressed exactly that. Because it was in the old Hollywood tradition. Somebody, you know, a studio person, director, writer, they bump into somebody at an ice cream parlor at the beach mm -hmm. or the pier. And, oh, you have the look of you would fit right in. And, you know, there were actors that, that would hang out at various uh, par, uh, ice cream parlors or what have you, right. restaurants, hoping to meet someone. But for me, it was just pure coincidence. So um, I never met George's casting director until I got a phone call a few months after I did Cuckoo's Nest. After I did Doc Savage, I was mm -hmm. still ready to go up north and leave L.A., and the phone rang, and George had my, my number, and it was Mike Fenton and Gene Feinberg, and I had no idea who they were, right. and then they told me that who they were, and that uh, George had uh, given them a picture of me, mm -hmm. and they thought that I would fit the role of Alice, and when I heard, uh, and I said, well, what do you want me to do, and they said, uh, come to Culver Studios and meet Michael Douglas, Joe, uh, Saul Zanz, Joel Douglas, and Milos Forman. I didn't know who Milos was at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I said, sure, okay. So I, I did, and I, I went to the meeting, and we discussed uh, uh, the story and the fact they were making the, the movie, and I asked who was going to play McMurphy, and when they said Jack, mm -hmm. I, 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 I just said... Uh, uh, yeah, I'd like to be a part of it. <laughs> you know, so that's how that got started. And, and my father was a, a very renowned 
brain surgeon and neurologist uh, very well, very, very world-known world. Got it. I see a couple and, of ties to that So film. I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of uh, um, tuned into uh, the medical profession and especially, uh, uh, well, not so much lobotomies, but I'd had a right. craniectomy when I was uh, four or five, and I remember um, I was out at the time. I was being... <laughs> <laughs> But so that's how that all happened. Just, <clears throat> wow, uh, no, it's that's pretty I amazing. Have one, I have one question. It might be kind of stupid. <laughs> this is before cell phones. Well, I'll, like... I'll, I'll answer a stupid question. <laughs> I, thank God. He's thank pro God you so. will. This is my expertise. <laughs> like this is before cell phones. Like so, did you like so they would call you at your house? Did you have to be home at, like a certain time? You knew they would call, or they just happened to catch you like at your house? You know what I mean? I'm sorry, who caught me at the house? Well, I know, like, before cell phones, like, they couldn't always, like, call you for a role. You, just... Oh, that, yes. Uh, thank you for asking. I was going to clarify how they got in touch with me. I, um, at the time, I was uh, uh, sharing an apartment with a friend. I'd left college uh, uh, and then moved back to Santa Monica, you know, to get prepared to do the paperwork to go to Alaska. So mm-hmm. I was between the home, I, uh, the house I grew up at, I had stuff stored, and my uh, uh, my parents had a hardline phone, and there were no answer machines really at the time. And then I had a friend who had an apartment, and I would crash there sometimes, and otherwise, and, you know, I was uh, couch surfing at various people's uh places and uh, and uh, so I had uh, just uh, hardline phones where somebody would call and eventually pick up the phone and they would you know write words on paper like you know like they do you know <laughs> yeah, <wow. laughs> they leave you a physical message it's amazing <clears throat> now, you know. yeah no that is amazing like especially with these days but um Michael now let's talk about where most people know you from and it's the movie the hills of eyes which you mentioned on the opening of the interview, easily one of the more violent movies that you've done. Um, how do you prepare for that kind of role? Well, um, I, I had a, you know, a really good conversation with Wes Craven and Peter mm-hmm. Roth and Barry, very kind producer. Um, and... Um, I had I had lived out in in the desert where we filmed it north of Palmdale, uh, north of L.A. Uh, okay, uh, and I, I lived in the mountains uh, near there also, and uh, I was an Eagle Scout. I'd done a lot of camping and and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I like remote areas. Uh, the desert in the spring is when after the rains come. Uh, it's incredibly beautiful when it's in bloom. Mm-hmm. So I, I did a lot of nature photography, and uh, so it was funny because we had a lot of L.A. actors that never been on location, and we're going out to the desert. It was hot in the daytime, mm-hmm. and that was rough. At night, it was chilly. I liked that. I don't do heat very well, but and I was in really good shape. I uh, you know, uh, was on the track team in college. We were in cross country in high school. Yeah. You were a young man back then, you can take the desert, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I had a, um, um, a gentleman who uh, was my trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to go to the gym, and I weighed around, you know, around two hundred pounds. I could you know, bench press the same, and I was in good shape. So, running, jumping, leaping, chasing—it 
uh, the physical part is fun, but mm -hmm. to get the reality of the threat, you have to make your movements and your your presence, how you carry yourself. Right. You know, so, uh, you have to make it really believable. Now, after spending 127 days doing cuckoo's nest, I didn't have any dialogue. But I, I worked six days a week, right. long long days, and I spent even my days off on the set so I could watch the monitor, so I could ask Milos Forman questions. And he gave me a book on cinematography. And I started studying still photography and understanding uh, all the different places you have to place your body when they're doing a scene or a take. There's depth of field, you know. I mean, yes. And then they're going to what they call rack focus. So you have to hit these mm -hmm. marks without looking at them because you're acting. You can't go a moment. Okay, now I can. No, you have to just. <laughs> There's a process and it's right. a skill set. So I started to watch uh, all of the fine actors and actresses that uh, over the years and to see how they conduct themselves on the set, mm -hmm. how they um, how they uh, contain their energy. You know, some people are chatty cappies, and uh, I pretty much hang close to the people in my scene or state. I'm always close to camera. Uh, I made it a point to never be where, um, you know, oh, where's Michael? You know, uh, I've been on many sets where, mm -hmm. you know, famous people are hanging out in their trailer, uh, misbehaving or, or just making it more difficult. Right. You should be professional is my point. So to be professional doing Hills have always meant that we had to really scare and intimidate uh, Susan Lanier, Hamlet, mm -hmm. who... Uh, uh, and, and and Bobby and mm -hmm. and and uh, um, 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 the mother. Uh, oh my God, she's going to kill me if I hear you. The mother. Yeah, yeah, the, the mother. The mother. We took her baby. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. T. Wallace. Hello. T. Wallace. Yeah. Thank you. T. Wallace. Yeah. Oh my. God. I can't believe I forgot we that. We all forgot. Yeah. The, the woman from Cujo. Oh, okay, I can't believe I, I missed that. Up. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm 72 years old and I'm up past my bedtime. You yeah. No. I I agree with you. And and actually, Susan. So, Susan, Susan Lanier. Susan Lanier was actually on our show a and was yeah, a couple years of talking about you. Uh, oh, isn't she wonderful? Yeah, she's great. I love them both. Yes, no, she's she great. Is, she's a hell of a singer. Oh my lord, can she sing? She's a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful cabaret singer. So, um, and then Janice Blythe, who I, I still see Janice at, at, at conventions, indeed, quite often. Um, so we had fun. The, the Hill family. We we had fun roughing it, mm. and um, the, the white bread family, as we called them, um, <laughs> when we were staying at the a little sort of a micro hotel. Um, you know, well, we were f friendly and whatnot, but they kind of clicked together. It, it's just the dynamics. O over time, we all became lifelong friends. But um, um, the reality, to make a scene real, you have to really believe it, I guess. It's, right. Uh, it's a long, long way around the block to answer your question. I just make it as believable as possible and then ask the, the director and especially the camera operator to help me place myself so I can find the invisible frame lines where I stand and where I am in the scene. Uh, I remember the first time Milos uh, asked and he let me look through the camera and then I, I started to understand, um, you know, 
how how that all works. Right, right, right. How how we're supposed to stand. It's it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful challenge. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's mental, physical, and it's a lot of things all all, all entailed into one. Yes, it's an art form, really. No, it sounds... well, we had a lot of fun scaring the hell out of him being <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Now, uh, the, and one, one question I'm excited to ask you about is that you were in one of my favorite 80s movies, and I'm an 80s movies guy. I grew up in the 80s, and you were in uh, Weird Science, um, where you have actually do you have one of the funnier lines in the, in, in lines in the film. Uh, um, how many roles over the more dramatic or terrifying roles that you're usually cast in? Um, well, I'll be quite honest. You, you, um, um, there, I'll, I'll, I've, I've taken almost every role. Uh, there are there, obviously there there are certain roles that I would never take because uh-huh. uh, I have ethics. Uh, but um, we, you have an agent because the casting directors they don't talk to the actress unless you're you know an A-list or NPR. You have an agent and they contact you and just make you a straight offer. Right. So the audition process uh, went on for quite a few, uh, you know, a uh, couple decades, and then you get to a point, and if you're lucky enough to where um, they just uh, you're being considered, then they, then you get the job if you want it. And, mm-hmm. and they, they, there's always two or three or four people that you know for each role that they would love to have, and then if they're not available, then they go down through the uh, casting list, but um, I've never turned down work. Uh, um, there are roles, well, there are roles. Uh, one film I went on in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and when I when I arrived, they they tried to do a switcheroo on a, on a scene where I was to be kind of brutal to this gal, and they, and and they 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 tried to think <laughs> they thought that I was going to do it the new old way, um, which um, uh, and I and I mention this just for any, any of your listeners because uh, it works in, in many different uh, lines of employment. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't define your limitations, then they will fool you. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, I arrived late at night, and they were filming nights, and that was my travel day. And I was uh, I said, well, let's stop by the set on the way to the hotel. My work work day starts tomorrow. I stopped by just to say hi. It was around midnight, mm-hmm. and I was talking to the director and the producer, and they introduced me to the, the gal that I was going to have the scene with, and and they said, "All right, well, um, let's shoot that scene right now." And I said, <laughs> "Well, no, we're not going to. It's my travel day. You can't work me today. I just flew in, but how, uh, we could discuss the scene." Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do it the old way, which was uh, uh, very uh, uh, inappropriate. And um, I said, just a moment. And this poor young guy, she couldn't have been more than 22 years old. Mm-hmm. And I said, sweetie, why don't you sit and listen to this because I'm going to give you a little clue on how this all works. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have a tape recorder. And when we had the conversation between my my agent and you and me, I told you I was recording this conversation. So I pulled it out of my pocket and I hit play. And uh, the look on her face was like, oh my God. So I said, gentlemen, uh, I'm going to my hotel. And uh, how do you want to shoot this scene? They said, 
well, you can't change your mind. We're, we're going to do it the old way. Uh, and I said, well, then, uh, number one, you, you are in breach of my contract. So you can recast me if you want. Mm-hmm. And, sweetie, uh, uh, I recommend that you uh, stick up to yourself. Uh, and I said, well, you're in breach. You're in breach. And therefore, you owe me my full salary. Uh, I should have a check before I get on the plane. Wow, good and, for you. And, yeah, good and, for you. And, and, and I will call my union rep, and, and if you don't have that check in my hand when I leave, they'll shut you down. <laughs> wow. Um, <clears throat> you know, you know, so, um, yeah, um, but back to the weird, um, that was just a, one of the most delightful times ever doing a movie. <laughs> Yeah, no, Weird yeah, Science is great. <clears throat> and you did that scene. You did that scene with Vernon Wells, who was, uh, I think he's famous from Road Warrior. Uh, he, he played a psycho on that and obviously played a psycho <laughs> in Weird Science. Is he like that in real life? I mean, like every role <laughs> that he does, he's like that psycho. I, I mean, like, uh, I don't know, is just typecasted as that? Or is he a nice guy in real life? Or? Was I like that in real life? I mean, no. was, was Vernon, Vernon Wells, was Vernon like that in real life? Oh, Vernon. Yeah. Vernon is one of the sweetest guys ever. <laughs> Vernon is just, he, he's from down under. We're very, very good friends. Him and his wife, Grace, here are just terrific people. Okay. Um, uh, I love Vernon, and uh, um, there was a movie where he he, had, he got to fight Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was, uh, yes, Commando! <laughs> Commando. Let off some steam, and, and, yes. And, and, and Vernon's a big boy. <laughs> Actually, uh, what happened was they, they kind of got my, uh, kind of uh, uh, alpha male about that scene, and and, and uh, Vernon ac- uh, actually dislocated Schwartz, uh, Arnold's shoulder. Wow. And, uh, oh wow! <laughs> Ar- Arnold uh, actually broke uh, 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 Vernon's uh, uh, arm. Jesus! Wow. I got to rewatch that scene now. That's he, crazy. He, la- he, la- he laughs about it. And he laughs about it. <laughs> That's crazy. That's super awesome. Nice guy. <laughs> super yeah, nice guy. Super nice guy. Yeah. Broke Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, shoulder, but he's nice. Um, <laughs> It was delightful when uh, uh, um, um, uh, what's the name? The director for Weird Science. Oh, um, director for Weird Science. I, I know the answer. Oh, I was just this. looking for it. Come on, he did, he did Breakfast Club. John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah. Oh my God. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, like you're you're 72, but we're drinking, so we're trying our best here. So I mean, <laughs> what? Well, when we did the scene. Um, we're getting ready to shoot, uh, uh, set up the camera for that last scene when mm-hmm. we uh, do the uh, terrorize me. And when we get ready to exit, John comes up to us and he says, he came up to me and he goes, what if your day job was to be a teacher and you've <laughs> Best line ever. And this, is your, and this is your chance to get back at them. And I go, um, that's a great idea. Um, and then we came up with... Um, I came up with the line, uh, um, you know, I don't want to lose my teaching job. And then um, I, I said, I want to do a shout out to my good friend that uh, I knew very well, and his son who passed away uh, way too young, uh, Red Skelton. And I went to grammar school mm-hmm. with you know, Red, Red Skelton's uh, uh, son, and, uh, and uh, he'd been to the house many times reading comic books, and Red was, he would come and hang out with us kids. And so, uh, when I said the lines that John wanted about don't lose my teaching job and be very humble about it and mm-hmm. play very well. And then as I was moving across this, 
the scene uh, pushing the motorcycle, mm-hmm. I, I pause just for a split second, and over my shoulder I look at the camera and the, the kids, and I go, God bless, and then I very quickly continued. I knew <laughs> how much. I knew how much time I had to do that sync where it read, but also not too long to where they could cut away from it. And and um, when we went to do another take, uh, John goes, he called me over to the camera and he goes, he goes, I saw what you did. What, what, what was that in reference to? And I go, Red Skelton. He goes, oh, that's awesome. Because <laughs> Red, would, Red would say that at the end of his show. Live oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, all right, awesome, awesome. Yeah, he would always, he would always thank the viewing audience and our mm-hmm. sponsors, and, and and good night for now, and God bless. And uh, I remember the studio used to tell him that you can't say that; that might upset somebody. And Red, uh, Red told me the story, and, and he says, "So I looked at my producer and I said, what's the name of this show?'" <laughs> and the guy looked at me and said, uh, "Never mind." <laughs> awesome good for him good yeah, for him to a weird silence he's like science well, yeah <laughs> yeah but weird science and i and i'll tell you flat out i mean um uh chet um bill bill baxton yes. uh god i miss him i mean we became very good friends and i used to i used to uh bug him at the conventions because you know i said he i said bill you you got those teeth, man. I said, <laughs> that smile. And, and uh, oh, what is it? I used to say to him when I was young. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said, uh, um, you're my favorite whiner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes, what are you talking about? And I go, come on, Bill. <laughs> true, li- true lies. Yeah. When, <laughs> yes. Yes. That whole thing with true lies. I mean. Oh like, yes, on. he's a scumbag car salesman that was like trying to bang the growing, wife. It almost yes. seemed like that was like check growing up. Like, yeah. That's what <laughs> happened to Chet. Grew up. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I know. I know. He has that. Uh, he has yeah. that line of weird science that you know, because I'm I'm a drinker, so like I'm always hung over. But he has that line of weird science where his brother's hung over, and he's like, uh, "Just think of a roast beef sandwich in an ashtray," and then like the kid pukes, yeah. and then I always, always remember that when I'm hung over is that line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that he said. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a dirty ashtray. Dirty ashtray. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yes. <laughs> Ew. And then but, I do but, like. But but his best whining was, and, and he, he always got a big laugh out of this when I told him. In aliens, we're toast, man. Yeah, <laughs> game over. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh my god, yeah. he was the biggest whiner in that film. You're you're absolutely correct. Oh I my know. god. <laughs> Even in the movie Twister, like his big movie, like he was whining the whole time oh, about sure, the storms sure, and his truck sure. and his new wife and everything. He's whining about <laughs> about everything. Yes, yeah, so yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, That's awesome. right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny how uh, certain roles come up, not by, not like everybody knows everything you're doing, and they go, well, the next time he makes a movie, make sure it does this, that it reflects on this other role that he had that we didn't. Have. No, <laughs> it's just how it, it's just how it happens sometimes. And I like to study actors; they have similar types of scenes over over the years. Mm. If they use the same diction, if they use the same emphasis, if they use the same quality of voice or body movements or little quirks and twicks, uh, tweaks and things that you do. Right. Uh, I always like to uh, be aware of that and, 
and always try to make uh, mix it up. Always, always come up with a little nuance or something uh, um, um, different each time. Make every character a little bit different. Right, and it's actually it's kind of it's kind of cool that you just said that because I'm about to ask you about Devil's Rejects, and you're the, actually the fourth yeah. person from that movie we've had on our show. We had a uh, we had a uh, Bill Mosley on last week. Uh, we've had Ginger, Ginger Lynn on. Lynn. Uh, Rob Mukes in the show, so you're the fourth person on that movie, so we're very tied that movie, and like, um, another comedic role for you, we actually watched the chicken fucker scene before you came on, but, um, but it seemed like you were, you kind of played like a different uh, different kind of role than you usually play in that movie than you did in your previous movies, um, like, I think you kind of changed it up in that movie, because I was expecting something different from you in that movie Well, uh, I went with Rob's I followed Rob's lead mm -hmm. and I, um, I I agreed to play it in the manner in which he wanted. And then when we did the chicken scene, it turned into a fiasco because the, the guy, the hillbilly, hot-bellied right. chicken seller, <laughs> uh, he's actually a stand-up comedian. And Interesting. I don't know how many films he had done, but he, he, he started hogging the scene. He started going on and on and on and on and on. And uh, Ken Forey and I, we, you know, we had we had some lines, and he's just burning up camera time. You know? uh -huh. I thought he's being a little a little selfish about it, but he was also hogging the scene, and he was a little kind of overdoing it. Mm -hmm. So I actually just went with my frustration and and let <laughs> Cleavon become almost dangerously. Uh, build up to a dangerous level of, of anger. Yeah, you can see it in your eyes. Walk away. <laughs> no, but as we walk away, uh -huh. you know, and Ken Forey's character is going, calm down, Cleveland, calm down. <laughs> and, and then I go, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I think I mentioned something like, uh, I'm going to cook his kidneys in a stew pot or something. To, uh, yeah. uh, something no, like no, that, yes. I go, <laughs> I, I'm going to cook his liver. <laughs> and, and, and then I go with grilled onions, and then Ken goes, "Yeah, it's grilled onions." <laughs> so, um, uh, and then there's the the clever kind of, you know, what's his character like? Like when Cleveland is in the house and he's running the vacuum, and you know, it's not that yeah, you know, I I I I poker mine, but the one where he goes, uh, they're they're. Uh, they're droid spots. They're called droids. So, you know, he, he actually did note some things. And, um, you know, so he's kind of a, um, you know, uh, Bill's character. Uh, uh, I love Bill. He's a very good friend. Um, we're all family. Um, he's great. You know, I thought he was not, really knocked it out of the park. And, yeah, he and, did. Uh, you that know, that movie was his, dead. yeah, that was his and, opiates. And, and there he gets killed in the slow-mo in the Lincoln. He was so peck and paw. He's just mm -hmm. a perfect mm -hmm. chicken boy. It's my favorite movie that Rob's done. Ours too. Ours too. That's why we have some people from that movie that were fascinated with that movie. <laughs> love so that movie. Just, just love that movie. Um, now, and you. Yeah, I mean, uh, Will, uh, Bill Forsythe. I mean, good lord. I mean, everybody did a dynamite job in that. E.G. Daly was in it. Yeah. Um, God, uh, yeah. Uh, so many people. So many people were in that movie. Just a fucking classic movie. Um, and you also worked with Rob on Lords of Salem. So you've, you've done a couple movies with Rob. I mean, how was your experience uh, on those movies? Is, is Rob, like, cool to work with? Is he a, a good director, in your opinion? Uh, he is. He, he's very easygoing. He knows what he wants. So he's, you know, he's a nice guy. He's smart. Um, he, you know, he, he, he's, he's, I, I think he's uh, quite proficient 
in setting up a shot. I've seen situations where um, we were running short on time mm-hmm. and 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 uh, shooting outdoors, and there was a situation where he had to uh, basically make an adjustment because the studio was, you know, you know busting his balls, so to speak. <laughs> um, and what had happened was the night Sid and I. Uh, uh, went to arrest the witches, uh, we got that, but they, they burned up a whole bunch of uh, exterior shots, long shots, where you see the, uh, the crosses and they're on fire. Mm-hmm. And, and that, like, that like took way too much time. And then when it was time for us to, to be uh, uh, addressed by the uh, pilgrims, you know, the, the cops uh, wanted us to right. uh, help arrest the witches, we never got to that scene. I remember being in my in my in my trailer in my honey wagon when uh, Rob knocked on the door and he goes, "You know, we're running late and the studio won't give us a, a, another day to shoot and they won't let us go on overtime, so I'm gonna have to cut everybody loose tonight and we we won't get to the scene that explains who Sid and I are, mm-hmm. the right? Brothers, and, uh, and and set up sets up the whole pretense." Now, why we're arresting them in the first place, and they never got right. to that. Uh, and that was, that was nothing on, on Rob's uh, fault. No, that was the studio just being, uh, you know, uh, being chintzy and not giving them. And the Michael, you just saved that film for me because I, we watched that movie, and I thought there was something missing. And that what was missing from the film is the explanation. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I like the film and the tone of it. And there was just something missing. I think that that was. I think a studio kind of messed that film up for Rob. Um, because uh, I was into it, except for you know the missing parts. There was a lot of yeah. confusion. <laughs> we were yeah. like, "What's going on?" There here? was, there, <laughs> yeah. there was, uh, uh, and, and I, I think a director should. Well, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big uh, believer in having a, a storyboard, storyboard right. the, the, the movie, and and give your cast a call. Because in the, old, the old days, we would get a script and then a, and then a, a scene board. Mm-hmm. all the scenes, storyboard. Right. And that really helps. It helps prepare you, even though you're not on location. Right. But it still helps to prepare you. Uh, so um, it, it just I just think it's a good thing. Uh, no, of course. Uh, some, there are some directors I've worked with uh, will barely give you a script. Uh, over, uh, I've worked in, in, in Italy and in, in Spain, and sometimes uh, it's like, what are we doing today? Oh, I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the preparation. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, so Rob's a nice guy, and uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to see him get, uh, um, you know, um, complete control of the project. Yes, yes, I, I agree, I agree. Now, uh, this is, I, I read this, and, and Cassie, who's a big fan of yours, didn't know this, but you were actually in the movie, the 1994 movie, The Crow, right? You were the Skull Cowboy. Isn't that correct? That's that's correct. All right, and you were like kind of like the guide, right, in the afterlife. Well, that is that is true. Uh, that uh, the skull cowboy is is exactly what um, James um, had created. You know, uh, he was a, a, an avenging uh, soul. Hang on, I'm going to plug my phone in just a second. No, no, no worries, man. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was just. The potential for the crow to be done correctly, and in my opinion, there's only the first 
film with Brandon. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was uh, it just, you know, people talk about you know, the curse of the crow, blah, blah, blah. It, it's just, you know, I don't believe in it. Uh, you think it was actually yeah, just an yeah. accident? Just an accident? It's like somebody had a, the wrong fake bullet in there uh, or something? Uh, or? Uh, well, uh, actually, um, I um, I was on the set of uh, Mojave Moon with Danny Aiello, and uh, I was. Uh, people were asking me about the crow and who shot Brandon, and, um, and um, I told what, I told them what I want to tell you, and then I heard the voice behind me saying. I'm Michael, and it was uh, uh, Michael Massey, my buddy, and uh, we miss him. And um, what had happened? Here's what happened. Um, we, Brandon and I had pra- had practiced the scenes where, well, the, the scene where we uh, summoned him out of the graveyard. Uh-huh. Uh, we had we had practiced the lighting for the, when the Skull Cowboy leaves Eric Graven because he is going beyond his charge for because uh, I tell him kill the ones who killed you both if you if you go farther than that in vengeance you, you will not be reunited with your beloved um, and of course Brandon was uh, engaged at the time and, and uh, some of the parallels of of uh, James's life and treasure and, and loss and, and uh, recovery and, and what happened with uh, Brandon and the storyline of Eric Graven, mm-hmm. um, they, they all intertwine. Um, and Brandon and I had had uh, a dinner a couple of times uh, when we were there, and we were really looking forward to uh, the three confrontations of Skull Cowboy and Eric Graven. Mm-hmm. We were totally jazzed about that. We were going to knock it out of the park, and we got to film that. Um, and here's what happened. When you're using firearms, um, you have to be very, very safe. Mm-hmm. They're not toys. You take them away from the actress as soon as they're, you know, they're done with the scene. You never, I mean, David Hexen, for instance, that weapons guy will never work again. He should have taken it away from the star. What are you going to do? You know, fire me because uh, I want to keep you safe. Go ahead, fire me. I'll sue you later. Right. But you don't you don't mess with this situation. And what happened was that the um, the studio in North Carolina realized that well, they knew that North Carolina is one of these right to work states. What that means is they don't like unions. Mm-hmm. They don't like mm-hmm. people who union representation. I happen to appreciate unions. Yeah, we know about the mob and unions. Right. And, and unions and blah, blah, blah. But unions came about because people were getting harmed. Children were not going to school. You know, they're missing arms and, and, and fingers because of machinery didn't have safety guards on them. There's a reason why unions came about, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, if you have a business and you have union people and they're well-trained, as they should be, and they follow the rules and you follow the rules that you have agreed to in binding arbitration, everything should go quite well. And right. what I mean by that is they have stewardships, the unions do, to where you come up through different pay grades and you are well-qualified. 
good, trained, honest union workers can mm-hmm. get more done than than uh, than somebody who's not as well trained. Of course, right? Okay, so after after a certain number of weeks of production, according to the, the state law, in a right to work state, you can uh, re- remove anybody who's uh, a union except for the actors, of course, mm-hmm. so maybe some of the crew, and hire a local guy that can do the same wow. job. So to save money, mm. he hired a local armorer. Now, he'd never, I don't know if he had ever worked on a movie before, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of weapons on, on the crow. Right, there is. Oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> and, 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 and the studio was pushing for time. Come on, get more done, get more done. Mm-hmm. So... There was a close-up single shot of the camera having the the revolver pointed at the camera. You see the barrel, and you see the uh, cylinder, and you see the bullet tips. Okay, Mm -hmm. Those bullet tips were shaved off. You have the the metal part, and if you had a a bullet is seated in the cylinder of the casing, and if you took a, 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 a device and cut just the part that's in the air, you know, past the brass, mm-hmm. you'd have a bullet tip. If you plugged the shell casing to where there's no powder or anything in it, and, and, and you just glued with a hot glue gun the bullet tip, it would look like a loaded round. Mm-hmm. Use those for the close-up of the revolver looking at the camera. Got it. Then they ejected. The, uh, the the shells. The shells, sure. And it was at night, and the guy was being pushed for time, and he did not take a flashlight with a, f- a flashlight, and you're supposed to uh, inspect the barrel. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. That's what I would do. Yeah, of course. Didn't, didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, he looked in his hand, and there was, you know, six shiny brass things. So I'm like, oh, they all ejected, right? Mm-hmm. One of those bullet tips that broke the, the, where it was glued to the shell casing and stayed in the cylinder. Oh. He might have looked down the barrel and seen it was clear. but it now, So now you have a projectile in one of the chambers of the cylinder. Got it. Okay. So now you now you take a full charge blank that has nothing protruding past the end of the brass shell casing. Mm-hmm. Full charge blank primer. You put that, slide those into the cylinder, and they're not going to bottom out against that bullet tip. Now you have a deadly situation. Right. Right. And and guess what happened mm-hmm. when he pulled the trigger. That's the one that went off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there was and, one and, bullet tip and, and, in the gun. And, that's what killed. and the blank set off the bullet tip that was in yes. the barrel. There, there were six. There were six blanks, and and a blank still has a wad. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's got so, a charge. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I, uh, I was sh- uh, uh, shot on a on a film. A uh, kid aimed a little too high, uh, or it was actually the, <laughs> the prop master, mm-hmm. and. Um, I waited till I fell down the old cut, and then I asked. Uh, it was on the set of The Gambler, uh, Kenny Rogers. I oh, so you him. actually got shot with a blunt with a bullet tip? Uh, actually, the uh, uh, the granules of the saltpeter and and uh, and the uh, black powder 
it went in, uh, into the white of my eye. Wow! Wow! Jeez! Oh, I, I didn't sue. I didn't sue them. Or maybe I should have. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. Um, my point is, uh, this is a dangerous situation. So because they cut corners, mm. um, that's why he had passed. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. You know, it's terrible. So that, that is terrible. But it's a beautiful story. Yes, and, and, and the, the, the movie has. has it's great. It's my wife's incredible. favorite movie. I think it's, it's, it's one of, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like up there. Her inspirational movie. It's it's, it's way Love up that there. Movie. So. It's a very inspirational movie. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes in Crow is when Brandon is walking down the sidewalk, and the trick or treaters go past him, and it's a beautiful, beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. Brandon coming toward the camera, and you see the trick or treaters running from behind them, and they're in soft focus, almost like they're floating. They go past him, and he turns around and he looks at them, and then he turns his head back to where the camera catches his face, and he does this beautiful smile, and uh, <laughs> it's just it's incredible. Yeah, it's like when Jack Nicholson is in the cuckoo's nest at the party, and he goes. And waiting for him and the chief to escape. And he goes, oh, this won't take long. And then he reaches yeah. Right. And they're tired. Lost. It, no, the crow and was then, a big deal. I was in high school at the time. It was like a huge ordeal. Like, mm-hmm. we all went out to go, like, the whole freaking movie. school. Yeah. It was it's like movie. this yeah. whole huge thing. And we were all, like, waiting for it. It was just. No, it was. It was, it was a huge great. deal. It was a huge deal. Um <clears throat> uh, Michael, you've yeah. been you, you've been amazing here on the show. Um, you know, I, I don't, I mean, the. They cut the short a little bit, but you, you you've been you've been awesome. You were like I said, me and my wife are huge fans of yours. Uh, you know, I've seen all your movies. Um, you're awesome. Um, you know, we uh, we've had your Twitter up the whole time. I know I know you're not a big guy on Twitter, but it's at Michael Berryman. Um, you do have a couple things coming up, but uh, one favor I just wanted to ask you. We have a a good friend of the show. His name is Eric Hyde, and he's listening. And it's his birthday today. I was gonna see if maybe you can oh, wish him happy. Birthday, yeah, just say happy birthday, Eric Hyde. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Maybe call Eric? him a chicken fucker. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know you that well, brother. Eric, uh, happy, happy birthday. Remember, it's just one more day, and maybe they call you a whole year older. But uh, I don't know how ancient you are, but I hope you uh, have a – may you live long and uh, prosper. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. well, well Michael, it's been a uh, – Take care of yourself yep. and uh, stay away from mean people. There you go. Remember, that, animals will never animals will never lie to you. Always, if you're always in doubt, run it by your dog or your cat. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but happy uh, birthday, brother! Happy uh, birthday, Michael. You've been amazing. Thank you so much for being on our show, man. We're uh, you're, you're one of our heroes. So thank you so much for taking the time to be oh, on our show. Thank you so welcome. much, Mike. So before we go, I want to do a couple quick shout outs. Of sure. course. Um, yeah, you can Google these titles. Uh, my good friend is a orthopedic surgeon, Jesse Burke. And we did a couple silent short films, uh, Odd Happenings in a Tiny Tent. And then uh, there's another one called One Please, Incredible. Um, the only film by my dear buddy uh, who passed away a couple years ago, Andrew Getty, the movie Eve, The Evil Within. It's really worth a watch. And um, I have in my autobiography that I'm writing myself, I'm in the final write, rewrite right now. Um, it'll be coming out. Uh, I'll be announcing it on my website, which is michaelberryman.com. Mm-hmm. I also have a Facebook page that uh, it's obvious that it's me. And, uh, so I'd like to promote those. Of course. And uh, the rest, like uh, I'll just say, 
Um, uh, stay safe. Wear a mask. Um, we'll get through this together. Please yes. vote. And always, always come home safe to your loved ones. May you have a good day. Amazing. Thank you so much, Michael. Thanks for being on the show, man. God bless you. Take care. All right. God bless you. Mendez out. He's the best ever. He was awesome. All right, so we. Kind of... I, I let Rhonda know we were running a little. Okay, late. thank you. I already did. I tweeted. Uh, I he was amazing. Like seventy years old. Hey, did, he did his best, man. That was a fucking amazing <laughs> interview. Was great. Listen, that was a real podcast listen, interview. Listen, he's a smart dude. Very smart dude. He's very like like very wants to be involved in every project he yes. does. Make sure he's like he knows what he's doing. Yes. You know, most actors are just like go with the motions and whatever. He like wanted to be involved in every yes. aspect of the movie. Like I, I I'm interested to see if he ever directs anything because that's and like kind of the level he, he was has at. the director's mind. Yes. Absolutely. And Kelly LeBrock, I think at the time of Weird Science it was like was the hottest chick ever. She might have been it, the hottest chick to ever live. Yes. Or, like when she, <laughs> yes. I didn't want to mention that to him. I don't think he would have been into that. But anyway, <laughs> I was going to um, say he kept cutting me off. We got to take a, a brief piss break. Yeah, We're going to come back with Rhonda so Shear. Uh, let's I do a salute to the greatest chick of all time, Andre the Giant. Everyone catered to Andre, justifiably so. You know, a case of beer, it was always, you know, booze, it was always whatever it is Andre wanted. He enjoyed performing, but uh, he enjoyed the, the party afterwards. The stories about Andre's drinking are almost a, another level of mythology from the man himself. Andre was certainly, I mean, one of, if not the greatest drinker that ever lived. I myself saw him almost every night drink 7,000 calories worth of alcohol. Say 20 to 25 beers, maybe four bottles of wine, usually several mixed drinks. Brother, I was with him one night when he drank 106 beers. 106. Yeah. That's Andre the Giant, brother. Andre was a big drinker after the matches. Most wrestlers would like maybe have a six pack and Andre, the minimum that he would ever have was 24. He liked the wine. He'd have him bring in a case to start the day, a case of wine. We go to this hotel. I mean, drinking and drinking and drinking and all of a sudden now we're time to go to bed. And we get close to the elevator, Andre drops. And the manager of the hotel says, what are you going to do? I says, call AAA. That's all I can tell you. I was there. I did, wasn't there for the drinking. I was there the next morning in the lobby when he's still sleeping on the floor. Nobody could keep up with him. No, I don't, I don't care who you were. Hey, everybody. It's Eric and Frenzy from TwoBeardedLosers.com. Uh, uh, Frenzy, you like porno? Who doesn't? You like puppets? Love them. You like racially insensitive puppets that make prank calls to random people and used to be celebrities? I did in 1990. <laughs> Have you ever wondered why Ginger Lynn would stick a whole block of Velveeta cheese up her crotch? No, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> if you like all of these and, and more, check out Drinking Dirty in Jersey. Fantastic podcast hosted by Chris and Cassie Finley almost every Wednesday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, live on Facebook. They interview many famous porn stars, many new porn stars, do many prank calls, get drunk, and show stupid videos with live interaction in their Facebook chat. Um, highly recommend it, and if your comment is, well, is good enough, they'll even read it on air, and then you'll be famous to the three people that are actually watching it. I have been watching them for numerous times. Frenchie has never heard of 
of them, but he is going to make sure he checks them out this Wednesday, quite possibly. Drinking Dirty in Jersey on Facebook every Wednesday. A whole block of Alveda for real? Swear to God, I think she got a turkey leg up there too. Mm, it's like Disney World. Boom. Yo. We are okay. back, we're and back. we're going to get a Ronda Shear here like immediately. right immediately. <laughs> Let's do a preview to Ronda Shear. You know who she is. USA Up All Night. If you are our age, you know who the fuck <laughs> she is. Great Friday the 13th films. Oh, I wrote them down. Friday the 13th. <laughs> she wrote them five, down. <laughs> a new beginning. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and Friday the 13th. Is that a Oh, my God. I think it is. All night. My, it's sort of breezy in here tonight, isn't it? <laughs> she's All so right, cute. Let's get Rhonda here her. on the show. And she's still, she's still, she's still really fucking pretty. No, she is. Like she aged very well. She aged very well, like a fine wine. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Let's get Rhonda here on the phone. The <sighs> Most nerve-wracking. Hopefully, part of the she show. saw the Twitter message I sent her that we were running a little bit late. We're not like too horrible. No, late, actually, we're not too bad. Hello? Hello? That was weird. Anything happening? I don't know. Can Rhonda hear us? I can't hear anything. Can you? No. Let's like, try Let's, let's try, try calling again. <laughs> that was it's really weird. It just like went calling and it was still calling, but it wasn't ringing. Hold on a second. Okay. Well, this happens. That's why we have the... Weird shit <clears throat> happens sometimes with technology. Yeah. Technology. You know, stuff. Especially in election year, you never know. Weird stuff. What is going on here? Was it ringing once? Then just it rings the once and then just goes to dead air. Goes to dead air. That's very strange. Dead air is the best thing to have on a podcast. Yeah. It's oh yeah. The it's best thing ever. Best ever. I don't know what's going well, on. That's actually a good um, idea can for a you podcast. message her and let her know I'm that it, doing it right now. Weird shit's happening. Like, you know, what did she the... see our message from before that we were running a little bit late? Um, I don't know. So anyway, let's let's talk about uh, Michael Berryman. Yeah, if I make a uh, a dead air podcast, you think Podcorn would sponsor me? <laughs> Maybe dead air podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like people would like use it to go to sleep or something. I don't know. <laughs> to go to sleep. <laughs> That'd be fucking amazing. <clears throat> I'm trying again. Yeah, we're trying one more time. We always try like what three times? A few times. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> we are unable to complete your call at and this time. Than, uh, Please try again later. <laughs> okay, that's really weird. Um, fingers is on the case. The fingers is on the case. Sorry, I, yeah, I messaged. I don't though. know what's going on. Yeah, I saw that you messaged her. I'm looking at it right now. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm gonna. Doesn't know what's I'm gonna going email on. her representation. Yeah, that's no problem. Maybe... It should like this happens uh, during our show. But anyway, like I, I now that I can kind of like uh, retrospect on the interview that we just did, I'd like to kind of do that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, he was uh, he was very very good. Now. Um, uh, 72 years old, first of all. We always forget about that because, you know, we think of these guys that they're still the same age as they were in yeah. the 80s, right? You still, you still think he's, like, the young guy. but And you could tell. And, like, at one point, I guess maybe, like, his kid was leaving. He's like, text me when you or get home. Or his wife or something. Or something like that. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, very interesting about Michael Berryman is that his dad was this famous neurosurgeon that worked for the military. Sloan Berryman. Sloan, is his name. Sloan Berryman. Sloan Berryman. And is, that he was, the, is, the, is the hospital named after him? That's Sloan Kettering. Sloan Kettering. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, he was stationed in Japan when we dropped the nuke on Japan. So when he came and he worked on people that were, you know, had radiation poisoning. So when he came home, 
um, he impregnated his wife and she gave birth to Michael Berryman, which is why he looks the way he looks. Yeah, he's got, he has a slew of disability. He had a slew of disabilities. You'd never be able to know. I mean, the guy is like super fucking smart yeah. and very well, well spoken for and, and, knew, and a great actor. For but somebody he, like who wasn't an actor by trade, he was going to go live on a fucking farmstead in Alaska. The guy was an unbelievable actor, you know? He seems like he knew acting better than these people that, like, no, right. Shakespeare in the Park, you know, He actually, whatever. he wanted to be, oh, wait, she's writing me back. Hold on a second. He's actually, he actually wanted to be a, veterinari a veterinarian. Um, he loves animals. Oh, so do I. Um, oh, my God. She's like, I'm sleeping. I thought it was 8 Eastern. I live in Florida. I told her it was Pacific. <laughs> now she's saying, let's reschedule. All right, so we're not going to have her on tonight. <laughs> I... <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, no problem. Hey, shit happens. <clears throat> shit um, happens. Want me to talk about my bullet theory, though? Your bullet? Yeah, please talk about so, your bullet theory. So, he no. What Michael Barryman said was that the bullet that shot Brandon Lee wasn't an actual bullet. What they would, I guess, they had a scene where they would show the bullets, mm -hmm. and there was no powder in the bullet. It was just the tip of a bullet. So, in order for a bullet to go off, like the bullet's the actual part you see in the top. There's powder on the inside. And boom, the hammer hits it. It sets the charge off. The powder sends the bullet, you know, out of the casing at the person to kill them. So if the bullet had no case, it had no powder in it, there's no way it can actually go out of the, you know, the actual barrel of the gun. So that, right. so that, would, that bullet that had no powder would have to be in the barrel of the gun. And another blank, which has powder, would be in, a, would be in another chamber, but not in the actual barrel. So there'd be no hammer hitting. So I don't know how the hammer would hit a blank and force the bullet to go off through the barrel when it's not loaded into the barrel. I don't know. <laughs> I think that whole thing was just weird. I mean, the Yakuza sucks. The whole thing is, and it you don't want to mess with those freaking well, people. Listen, it like, also wasn't, um, it wasn't the first movie. There was tons of guns and bullets and shooting. And yeah, and, I mean like big trouble in little China for a perfect example. One of my favorite movies of all time, there were machine guns shooting bullets all over the place. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got injured. Nobody died. Like, like, like all those Vietnam war movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, and like, and it's not like he didn't believe, wanted to believe in conspiracy theories, but that family was fucking cursed. Um, Bruce Lee obviously was killed. I think he was killed purposely. Um, and I think Brandon Lee was killed purposely I mean, as the, well. The thing is, I would think that would have to be a real bullet. And why would you, as like an armor or whatever, bring a real bullet to a Hollywood stage when they're not shooting real guns? Like, I know, no he blamed it on kind gun. of like North Carolina and shit like yeah, that. I, but I think then... it would have to be an actual bullet that was in the chamber in order to for that bullet to actually go off. So somebody right. put an actual bullet... Brought it to a movie, which you wouldn't have, because movies are all fake. You know, it's all make-believe and imaginary. Like, you wouldn't even bring a real bullet there. Like, I mean, it wouldn't be something that would be hard to do. You would just have to get your hand in that gun and put the bullets in. <laughs> no, that's, that's absolutely right. Honestly, though, I think Brandon Lee dying in that movie made it a worse movie. But the hype for that movie was unfucking real Like, I mean, I was a kid at that time. Like I said, I was in high school. Like... The hype, like you couldn't even get tickets for this movie. It was like, it was it was crazy. It was insane because the hype for it was like you know Brandon the soundtrack dies was and, amazing. Yeah, it, it was, was like yeah. Oh yeah, the soundtrack. Yeah, that well, was. Oh my like, god. The also, it was the go the golf lifestyle became like a thing yes. at that time, and that was like the that was like the the anthem for golf. Yeah, it was totally anthem for golf. I mean, crows, fucking. His black, face is white, black, black everything's uh, in black. French coats and Fun shit. Fun boy. I mean, like, it yeah. was just fucking crazy shit. 
Um, you know what's funny? The main bad guy in that movie, I forget his name right now. I'm kind of like pulling a Michael Berryman right now. But the main bad guy in the movie, um, and he was he was always a bad guy. He's one of those guys that could never play a good guy. He was it was a bad guy. I'm going to look it up and get his name. But apparently, I found this out from uh, one of our guests years ago, that he, owned, like he if you go to his house, he only play he has a big screen TV, like as big as this fucking studio. And he only plays compilations of guys jizzing on girls' faces. <laughs> like, really? over and over. He makes Ew. you sit down. We'll get you a beer. And, like, here's some beer and pretzels. And let's watch this. And he just watches compilations of uh, guys jizzing on girls' faces. Ew. Yes, I'm looking it up right now. Weird. This it's is the really actor. Weird. And I got this. This is confirmed. I have actually have a saved conversation on Twitter. Uh, this is a confirmed thing on the cast. I'm looking at the guy up right now. Is it? Oh, what was his name? Um, oh, this guy. Michael Wincott. Um, he was the main bad guy. All right, do we recognize uh, this guy? Oh shit! You're not probably won't be able to see it. You recognize that guy? Wait, wait, put him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a scumbag. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Oh, he only likes uh, the Yodo's house, and you have a beer, and you just watch uh, guys just on girls' faces. That's what he likes to do. Man, I kind of get <laughs> old after maybe like five minutes, you know. Well, hey, dude. I mean, like, come on. We all watch porn. We all get into those zones. But when you have guests over. You don't put that on, right? I mean, you don't say, this is the porn I like. Check this out. I like midget porn. I'm not going to have you come yeah. over and just put midget porn on the TV and make you watch it. <laughs> you oh, know no. what I mean? <laughs> this is now a post-Zoom dick world, so I don't know. <laughs> well, that's true, too. That's true, too. <laughs> Maybe we'll soon we'll be able to masturbate wherever we want to. By the way, I learned last week that midget is an offensive term. I did not know that. Um, I didn't get the. I didn't. You know what? I cut Michael Berryman's interview short because of Ronda Shear. Now I feel like shit. Now, yeah, right. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So first of all, she's in Florida. Second of all, she has a Skype call early tomorrow morning, so she's in bed. And she thought we meant Eastern she's not up for some all reason. Night? No, she's not up all night. Yeah, she's, she's not young fraud. anymore. Um, <laughs> not that she's old, but she's not like a spring chicken. But um, I'm speaking to her her uh, representation to reschedule right now to reschedule. But I did tell her that. You know, we could do her like at the top of a show because she can't do this late. Apparently, I guess she, she's she's like a super busy, very very busy. She's very busy on QVC. She's very on, Q, on QVC Home so. Shopping Network a lot. Sorry so. if you just tuned in for Rhonda Shear. Yeah, but, sorry um, guys. It's all right. We're still gonna have some fun. We're still gonna have some fun. I, I think um, she just did too many up all. Night. You know what it was? I I think it when was. She was she, younger. She's up all night too much, done. and now she's she can't be up What's all night anymore. Sh- shit. Um. Anyway. Um, talk. Please but, talk. You, you know what though. I never got to say I wasn't. I was even gonna ask. I, I was afraid to ask Michael Berryman about that, our drinking word. I was gonna fit it in, but I had to cut him short because yeah. of Rhonda Sheer. I really wanted to ask about Kelly LeBrock. I was so into her when I was. Oh, uh, but she's gross now, dude. dude. Is she old. really? She's old and fat. Like if you look up a picture of her now, she's no good. I'm not even looking at a picture of her now. Like I you, just want to picture the back way she in the looks. day. Yes, I agree with you, dude. She's so hot. The fucking uh, the uh, what was it? It was it was an Australian or English accent? Kelly LeBrock was that English? English. 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 Oh, English accents are hot, man. Yeah. Not as hot as Australian accents, but fucking hot, dude. Yeah, dude. I jizzle over that face. That was fucking. Dude, I could talk to Michael Berryman like all day about fucking movies. <laughs> well, dude. Yeah, me too. And he's the type of guy. That you pour a cup of coffee and have like a glass like of Jameson, a, like, yeah, like and you just fucking talk about yeah. movies. Yeah, like, like he, so. What I was saying before is he wanted to be a veterinarian. That's what he wanted to do yeah. growing up. He loves animals, as you can tell. He mentioned it, you know, later on light later in the interview. Um, but because of his disability, he has no feeling in his fingers. He, he can also not sweat, oh. right? He can't sweat, which yes. is what he mentioned about not doing well in the heat because yeah. he doesn't sweat. So he gets overheated. He doesn't. He doesn't have sweat glands. Oh wow! Um, but he like a dog. He couldn't do surgery 
in veterinary school, so he couldn't be a veterinarian because his he, he doesn't feel anything in his fingers. Oh wow! Um, so you know, so he he like did a bunch of different things, like he said, and then he ended up building a like he was like, oh, I'm gonna build a house. I'm gonna build houses. Well, he kept talking about Alaska, like he was and gonna go he to was Alaska, gonna go to Alaska homestead. and build houses. Yeah, he was gonna do Habitat for Humanity up in Alaska and do mm-hmm. fucking like you know that kind of shit, and then he got discovered, but. Yeah, it's like crazy. You know what well, I was thinking? Like, my, I know my question was stupid, but like it, he liked it though. I know, but you <laughs> think yeah. like back in the day, there was no cell phones, no. It wasn't nothing. as bad as Renee, a Quigley question. <laughs> I know, but think about like how many people like had a chance to be in movies that would have been huge, and just they were living couch to couch. They didn't have a friggin' number. They were in L.A. bumming around. But think they, about they never got the call. Think about, they got the call. They, they just didn't no, get up. No, I know. You, you never know. But like. One of the things, too, is, like, think about The Hills of Eyes. The plot of that movie is it was in the Nevada desert where there was uh, nuclear uh, fallout from them testing nuclear bombs. And meanwhile, he's a motherfucking kid from nuclear fallout from Japan. So how perfectly cast is that, dude? That's fucking amazing to me. And he was I don't great know. in everything he was in. Like He I, was. Like, Even I just, the chicken fuckers. Stupid yeah, chicken I fucker can, like, thing. think of yeah. all the stuff that he was in because, you know, he, just remember, he was just so good in everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, dude. Like, one of the things I wanted to say to him, too, and like, I cut it short because of the other interview, which isn't happening. But anyway, uh, is that... Um, Should we call him back? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to. He's 72 years old. He's probably going to sank going to sleep right now. Um, so, like, but no, no. But one of the things, like, when people watch Weird Science, like, I, I didn't see Hills of Eyes until later in life. Right. I saw Weird Science first. Right. And I saw Road, Road Warrior first. So, obviously, I yeah. recognize Vernon Wells, the, you know, the fucking yeah. maniac guy, and, uh, you know, Michael Berryman, whatever. And, like, um, somebody said to me, like, when I was younger, like, those are the dudes from the Hills of Eyes. I'm like, Hills of Eyes? What the fuck is that? Is that a biker gang movie? Like, what is that? But just because they saw Michael Berryman, they just said that those are the guys Well, because the Hills it's of funny, Eyes. because Vernon Wells actually looks like one of the dude, one, the, the main the, the dude, dad, right? The dad yeah. in Hills Have Eyes. Like, the, the dad of the fucking inbred, whatever the fuck's right. people. Like, he looks like him. But they're not a biker gang, though. They're just some kind of, like, when you, I first watched that with you, they're just some, like, they're, savage, no, like... they're like a weird family. So there's yeah. a savage, inbred family that lives in the mountains. Right. And they prey on people that get stuck in the mountains. Like, if their car breaks down or whatever, they prey on those people. They're cannibal fucking yeah. warrior inbred. Cannibal warrior inbreds. Inbreds. Yes. inbreds. Like, what, I'm going to put that fuck? in my Facebook profile. Cannibal warrior inbred. Dude. <laughs> that movie, it's funny because he was like, oh, interesting. And I kind of wanted to, I wish, I, I wish he would have asked me, but, so I could nerd out, but... No, but like you had all the chance in the world to ask him anything you wanted. No, to. no, I wish you would have asked me like why I picked Hills Have Eyes like to set, to like talk about it. I, I was trying with oh, him. No, you I know, know why because you and Eric Hyde are the two people that care about that 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 question. <laughs> yeah, I got him to still say Happy Birthday, to Eric. I know he totally did, and Eric was so happy. But but no, like it was we in the seventies. Like the movies that came out in the seventies were based so much on Vietnam and like the savagery the 80s as well and and the savagery of like the, the regular person like a, that a regular person could be savage like that right. and like that that reflects in like the horror movies that came out in the early well, 80s and the 70s it's it's extreme reflection especially like with last house on the left texas the, chainsaw um, massacre right you know hills have eyes is another one where the family fights back at the end of that movie they we, fight back. Well, with the the, the um, all right. This Same is gonna sound. House. This is gonna sound weird, but oh, God. Th- this is true. All right. So, uh, drugs became a culture in this country mm-hmm. in the sixties and seventies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people kind of lost their conscious soul in a way, 
where like um, humane huma- people treating people humanely kind of went out the window at some point in the seventies, and uh, and obviously Hollywood took advantage of that, and that's why the movies like Hills Have Eyes, I Spit on Your Grave. Um, you know, uh, what was the one with the fucking squeal like a pig where he fucks the guy in the ass? Oh, Deliverance. Deliverance. Oh, all yeah. were like huge movies because uh, they knew that that's where society was at the time. And they took advantage of well, it. Well, you think about they how, really did. how they treated Vietnam veterans when they came home. They spit on them. Like they, they, they were They treated them like fucking like horrible Animals. people. Because they believe the fucking uh, the news and politicians over the reality. I don't want to get into it. I, we well, are not I, talking about that on the I show. Have, Sorry. I have a theory, but I'm not going to talk about it on the show. Yes. But... But that's what it was, like the brutality. I really like roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your concern, but I really like roast beef. You know, that's true, though, because like in like the late 90s, early 2000s, that's when the World War II movies started coming out. And they were different than the Vietnam movies. Like, they were know, the patriotic. respected each other. Yes. And patriotic. Like, that's when I was a soldier, just like show, the way we uh, are Band soldiers. of Brothers came out on HBO. Yes. And yes. it was all like, yo, we love America. Let's get just get the Nazis yeah. and like you know America, America, America. But if you look at the the movies, the war movies anyway that came out in the seventies and eighties, even the horror movies, uh, they were all like anti-American yes. and like we're pieces yeah. of shit and we're scumbags and look at well, the shit we're doing. Even Platoon, look at yeah. Platoon. Uh, watch that movie. Like the shit they were doing to the village, innocent villagers, they're raping them and beating well, them yeah, in the head with guns. Tom and... Barringer's like burning down all the villages. Like you BC, I know BC, I know BC. He's like, Right. Just yeah, if you look yeah. at, and if you look at like what was happening on the news, like I don't really want to get political, but that was the first time that the media showed Vietnam violence was. like yes. that. Right. Vietnam. Yes. And you know, they took directors took though that that attitude like okay, well they're showing violence like this on the regular news. We can use this and show this kind of violence in movies now because people are like pretty much seeing it every day right and they're desensitized desensitized like it's not like a thing anymore so like i watched like when i first watched um the last house on the left for example that's that's where i'm going with this and i first watched that movie in 2008 you saw it with me 2008 2009 Mm -hmm. i was thrown back by it it's very i watch crazy porn like i like i i've watched some crazy i've seen like the craziest porn you could ever fucking imagine shiza videos even crazier than that I've seen videos where they take people's asshole linings out and lick them and stuff oh. like that. Like, I've seen crazy fucking porn. And I was thrown aback by The Last House on the Left. Sorry, I was uh, beer burping. Yeah, I remember that. That, um, that was not a movie I, it's easy to get through. No, it's, it's not. No, it's brutal. And, like, yeah. the funniest brutal. part is the soundtrack. Yes. Sadie and Baby driving down the road. It's like a fun soundtrack. It's a cartoon. Dude, remember that fucking cartoon with the rabbits and they were killing each other? Yes. What was that? Something Down. Watership Down. Watership Down? I watched that when I was a kid. I thought it was a cartoon. It was cool. Rabbits were dying everywhere. People were raping people and dying. What the fuck were they trying to do? It's Fraggle Rock as well. What the fuck is the Fraggle Rock? That was fucked up. Like, are we all supposed to be high? Like, the fucking hippies, man. I'm telling you. I'm going off on a rant. Anyway, No, no, it's true, though. But here's the thing. Like, like they tried. Okay, so Wes Craven is like the master of comedy horror. Like, even back then. Even with Last House. All right? He always puts some sort of comedic element in his movie. And they tried to add that comedic element into Last That's House. That's what Michael Berryman was saying, too. Right. Yeah. So, here's the thing. If you look at Devil's Rejects, right, with the chicken scene... And all of the other funniness that's in that movie. Because that movie is fucking hilarious. Tootie there, fucking fruity. There's some funny parts of that movie. <laughs> yes, there Same is. thing with House of a Thousand Corpses. There's a lot of fucking... There's a lot of comedic elements in House of a Thousand Corpses. Dwight Schrute's in that. Yes. 
those two movies are very reminiscent of like the Wes Craven seventies era where he was like trying to be funny and like well, whatever. Freddie always was a little you know, funny. Right, Freddie like, was always funny. That's what people like Freddie because he would have the humor, scream. humorous yeah. lines. And I, I hate when people say like, "Oh, well, Scream was the first movie to have a funny part." No, no, that's it was not. not. No, true. it does not at true all. at all, dude. Like at all. If you look at fucking Last House on the Left, that fucking scene where it's like chaos and those fucking stupid bumbling cops that can't fucking find the girl in the woods when she's right there. Dude, even. And they're like, oh, let's go on the chicken truck. Blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> yes. Dude, hilarious. Seriously, hilarious. Even like stupid scenes idiots. like the dad in the basement trying to find a weapon and he's like, ching, ching, like trying to find like a screwdriver. Yes. Like he's like trying to invent stuff. It's right. like this retard dad, this square dad. Right. That would probably think a skunk in his yard and not, people not smoking no, weed is right. like I, making I a like weapon. Scream just made like the jump scare. It was just... It was just all about the jump no, scare. No, no, Scream, it, Scream it was, didn't make the jump scare. Scream just, like... They took they, advantage of it. That no, was the whole... They took the slasher thing. film of the 80s, and they and they exploited it. Yeah. And they made it great. And right. they did. And Scream is one of my favorite movies of all Mine time. Too. Like, it's just amazing. And the twist and ending... She was awesome. hot, too. Sydney's always hot. But they did nah, a lot of... I'm more of a uh, Rose, Rose McGowan. McGowan. Not now. In that, in that movie. Back in the 90s. But they did They did a lot of torture porn in the 70s. In the they 80s, did. In the early yes. 80s. Late 70s, What was the movie 80s? we watched with... Uh, what was it? Uh, the Where they... he All he did was, like, kill naked girls. It was like... Uh, Gore Girls? Gore Gore Girls. But that was way before the 70s. That was before the 70s? Oh, yeah. It was 60s? 60s. The 60s. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um... Baby Jones was in that movie. But that was like that. There's a lot of, you know, like. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. That's that's the thing with with the Vietnam era. It's like they they realized that people would watch that kind of brutality. And they use that as like a realistic thing. Also, because if you look, you watch Last House on the Left, right? Because the, the trailer of that movie is like, it's only a movie. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. That movie seems so fucking real. It like, does, especially the rape scenes. It's shot yeah. very documentary style. Yeah, it is. It's you very get documentary very style. up close and personal yeah. with the fucking cutting and the and the and the slicing and the blood. Like right. in most movies before that movie, you didn't see any of that. You saw it, but it was from a distance. This was yeah. like up close. Like he's stabbing her in the chest, and you're seeing like squirt and like all <laughs> sorts of crap. And then like when and, and when they kill uh when they kill the one the the friend. Like they cut her, and you could see like her guts falling out, guts falling out, and stuff. Yeah, it was very graphic. Yeah, they did not do that before that. No, I know that. Yeah, I mean they did, but it was like Herschel Gordon, the Herschel Gordon films of like Gore Gore Girls and that shit, where they were like, you know, those were like specialty films that people didn't see. And it was a circus or something, circus of horror. No, it was was, um, uh, Killer Clowns Master. Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) That's a good one too. Wizard of Gore and Wizard of Gore. Yes, and but those were specialty films. You had to go to a special theater to see those kind of films. Pee Wee would sit behind those you. Those were not right. Those were not like mainstream. Let's like, also Last remember. This is a good point I'm going to make. Let's also remember that Deep Throat came out as a actual movie movie. Like it came out as like as um, a movie. yeah, like as 101 Dalmatians. Like it just came out in the regular theaters, mm-hmm. and you can go watch a porn in a regular movie theater. And it wasn't until people actually took their kids to see Deep Throat. They're like, wait a second, our kids should not see this. And that's when they made like triple X films, and people, you know, people couldn't right. see that. But the Deep Throat came out, and people but could just watch it. And how... was... Why would you take your kids to a film called Deep Throat? They made it for a comedy. Like... I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, it's not like you know. <sighs> yeah, that Krug when Krug <laughs> slobbers all over her, and his and he loses his mouth, and it's all the spit. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's realistic. It's that's realistic. Very realistic. I mean, yes. but I think the difference too is like then there was no CGI. We've all been City like, and City and crew. we've been driving like, down the road <laughs> in a car with no tap on. We've blah, been blah, like blah, desensitized blah. by like CGI. Back then, it was like it was more realistic because like there was you no CGI. Right, there was no. You know, it, it was just yeah. Right. So now with CGI, it doesn't even fucking matter what you do. You it doesn't do matter because you can do, put anything in you want. Yeah. Right. You could put Hold in Gilk's vomiting off a pizza beer, and like yes. he's actually vomiting, and he falls into the wheel. And I was trying to find the song. <laughs> oh, really, Sadie? Yeah, and yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, 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 driving down the road. <laughs> um. So, hey. but it's just like it was so different, you know. I mean, the way they did, and it wasn't stylized, and you know, like movies now. No, it wasn't stylized. Movies no, now it was. Suck. <laughs> What? Movies now suck. Eh, not all of them. We watched um, Fear Incorporated oh. last weekend, which I don't think you like too much. I was tired. Cassie was very tired. I, I didn't feel good either. It's a movie about a company that you call and you want to be scared actually, to death. I like, the, I like that it didn't It had a red well. wedding ending. Which I like was, that it was like, yeah. there, there wasn't like a happy ending. I like that. It wasn't a happy ending. It was a very dark ending, which I like too. So it wasn't like, oh, it's but all I mean, fun. Look at like Star Wars. Star Wars, it started off high. And as they went forward with these movies, they got worse and worse. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I know. She's trying to find the song about the. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk. No, no, no. It's okay. No, it's it's Star Wars, the the original trilogy. Like, back then, they had to really try. Now, it's like they don't try. They just make a bunch of fucking computer things. Uh, Well, I I don't want to get into Star Wars, but the the, the new season of Mandalorian is coming out soon, and I'm jizzing about that. I don't know if I care. I don't know if I really care. Did you see the first season of Mandalorian? I love that. That's an awesome series. I just don't know if I care. I like uh, the, don't watch that. I like the chick. I like the chick who's in it who's the... Oh, uh, the UFC fighter? She's hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's really hot. Yeah. Wasn't she on, like, Gladiators? American she was. Gladiators? She was on American Gladiators. Was she really? Yeah. She probably has a meaty vagina, though. I think she Ew. probably has a meaty vagina. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to do a Mexican Halloween on that. Oh, oh, drink! drink! <laughs> nice. Nice. Man, damn it. Can you find a song? No, All I right. can't. You know what I was, I was reading about? I'm upset now, though. The Mandalorian. That we have to reschedule. I hate doing that stuff. It happens on our show. It was just kind of a you miscommunication. Weren't, you weren't upset about Jesse Sims rescheduling. Yeah, but listen, oh, but that wasn't during the show either, though. Um, yeah. But listen, next month, we're almost already booked. Uh, December is, is uh, we're going to have yeah, one. We, don't have, we only have one person for the fourth, right? Uh, I think uh, Bosco may have booked somebody already. No, they, he booked two people for the. But 11th. I'm trying to get Jesse Sims for November, and then December we only have two shows, and one of the shows is going to be our emotional. Well, show. I I offered it to Rhonda. I mean, all right, we'll see what happens. Thing. Here's the thing: if she's going to be on because she's East Coast, yeah, she has to be on like early. Listen, I can move. And I, I, I can said, move a. Um, I told. I said to I her. I'm saying uh, PR names on fucking air. All right. Listen, I said to her. I said 9:15 we could start, and she said that would work really well. Finley, are you listening to me? Yes, I'm listening to you. No, yes, nine fifteen will work really well. Yes, so yes. we'd have to start early, but that's fine. All right, we'll figure that out. All good. All right, so we're gonna take a brief intermission. It's about uh, seven, eight minutes long. Uh, I'm gonna post back when we're back on live. But we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about our favorite Halloween scenes, or scary scenes, I should say, horror scenes of the 1990s, plus some funny viral videos. So tune back in. It's gonna be drunk and ridiculous, uh, what everybody loves. So we'll be back. Mendez out.
it's Rhonda with a question for you guys. When was the last time you had good phone? If you answered too long, then here's good news. When you call 1-899-O-RONDA, you're in for the best phone you've had in a long time. Hi, I'm Kimmy, and I want to talk sex. When you call 1-899-O-RONDA and ask for me on the sax line, we'll talk about great saxophone players like Clarence Clemens and David Sanborn. Call me, Kimmy, on the sax line and get ready to blow. You can count on Kimmy to blow the wax out, but there's so much more on 1-899-O-RONDA. Hi, I'm Linnea Quigley, and when you call 1-899-O-RONDA and ask for me on the scream line, I'll scream like this. If you're so angry, you could scream, call me Linnea, and I'll do it.
45 cents each additional minute. Children, get your parents' permission before you dial. stupid has a few meanings. Lacking intelligence. Lacking mental acuity. A state of mental numbness. At 8% alcohol and 25 ounces, the Natty Daddy Big One will f*** you up. And I can't think of any other reason to drink this stuff. Congratulations to the fine folks at Anheuser-Busch for making such a rewarding and socially conscious product. You should be proud of yourselves. Don't mess with the devil, buddy! Or number one, we beat anybody. We're the devils! The devils! <laughs> Yo! We are oh, back! Whoa, whoa, I'm not on here! It's Gilk and Gilk! Oh, you gotta change the oh, camera. it's double me! It's even better. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, the, no, it's easy fix. Just yeah, I know uh, it's an easy fix. right click, bang. Get the second camera down. Right click, second camera down. Go down. Go All down. right, hold on. No, go back to uh, yeah, right there. No, it's right there. Uh, right there. You got it. Second camera down. You got it. Bang. Perfect. Yay! Hello. There's Cassie. Hello. Hi. Beautiful Cassie. Fucking Gilk. Your tits. Double, double me. Gilk. Show your tits. 
<laughs> Empire Strikes Back shirt too. I know it's hot. The hot shirt, man. Fucking wagons a, under that shirt. A good Star Empire Wars. Strikes Back. <laughs> Star Wars shirt. Yes. I love how Bill tries Wars. to t- tries to talk to us like during fucking intermission, and I, I have no idea what he's fucking AOC saying. AOC had fake boobs. Yeah, and then you were asking other things, and I'm like, what is he talking about? I have to Listen, do work. AOC's a piece of crap, but like, uh, I would look those brown <laughs> boobies. <laughs> totally. Eric's like, oh god, too many gilks. <laughs> Can't be too many gilks. It's a it's a bad thing. It's like Too um, many gilks. Did you ever see uh, Rick and Morty with the Meeps? Like they had the Meeps and the, the Meeps keep multiplying and like the only Rick and Morty <laughs> I've ever seen that I've seen more there than once is that. Rick, Rick and Morty gilks the Meeps. Literally, I've never Pickle seen Rick, Rick and Morty. All I've ever seen. <laughs> they ripped that off from Star Trek when they had the Wubbles or whatever the fuck they were. Star Trek. Trouble with Bubbles. Are you? I never watched Star Trek. Me neither. Um, so nerd shit. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Cassie, what does the Queen of England think about Star Trek? I don't know. Let's I haven't talked out. to the Queen of England in a couple of weeks. Like, what does she think about Star Trek? We haven't talked to the Queen of England. They say like she months. may be dead. Yeah, they say she may be actually dead. But uh, Queen no of England, seen her Queen of England, what do you think about Star Trek? I, know, man. I think the whole thing is right to stink it. Thank you, Queen of England. Exactly. <laughs> She's got to be a hundred. Let me let me say that you I think, love that yeah. that Cleavon is a Star Wars nerd. Hmm. He wants to bang Princess Leia and uh, no. Uh, Eric was saying that earlier, so he wants to bang Princess Leia. It was E.G. E. Daly, Daly spoke about yes. And all the guys, she said something like, I don't know her exact line, but it was something around along the lines of. All of the guys want to bang Princess Leia in the bikini, and he goes, I fuck her. Yeah, the gold bikini. And then that he talks about the, the droids. He was like, no, they're droids. Later, like a couple of scenes Listen, later. Listen, we've had that conversation. You getting in the gold bikini. Yeah, well, fat ass me can't get in any fucking gold bikini. Oh, shut up. 2021, we're all going to get into gold bikinis. That's what's going to happen. That's amazing. Yo, I don't want to so. see you in a gold bikini. We're going to get the shape. Please, we're going no. to get into gold bikinis no. in 2021. So... Um, uh, this is the point of the show. This is our last Halloween show, so we're gonna get to our Halloween. Which makes me really fucking sad. I wish every show was a Harley Halloween was, show. Harley uh, was kind of back there, but Harley's back. I wish All every right. show was a Halloween um, show. Now uh, we don't. We've done decades. Every we get the show with the seventies, with the eighties. Now this week is the nineties, and our favorite um uh, Halloween scenes of the nineties. Cassie, if you if you will, they're like more Halloween scenes that stuck with us in the nineties, and it's yes, funny because that scarred I had, us. I had a lot of them because. I started watch really watching horror movies in the 90s, the early 90s, when I was like 6th, 7th grade is when I really started watching horror movies. So it was hard for me to pick. Did ghoulies, I had a few. Ghoulies scarred you for life? Ghoulies. Ghoulies was a great movie. <laughs> Those fucking guys that came in from space were the fucking man. They were fucking all space fucking mullets out, and they had the guns. Came out of the fucking, ba- the, the fucking toilet. Yeah, shit. Eric Hyde knows what I'm talking about if he's listening. Yeah, he, they were the fucking dudes. That's why I love that movie, the guys from space. They had no faces, all right, but then so they would wait. get faces. So Eric Eric just did the whole scene with Cleavon. And it's all the guys want to fuck Princess Leia. And he wrote, and Cleavon says, "I'd fuck her," and then, and then, the black guy—I forget his name—the African American yes, gentleman says, "I don't know. All these people want to be fucking robots." And Cleavon says, "Droids, boss. They're called droids." Ah, so see, he's a Star Wars nerd. He's a Star Wars nerd. There you go. Perfect. And anyway, anyway, so Cass, let's go to the Halloween page. Let's get to our scenes here. Yes. So, uh, Gil, we have not asked you all three weeks to do any of your scenes because we don't believe you. 
Uh, but I, well, not trying to say that. I'm just we not a big. I'm not a big horror movie. Like I watched them, but like I don't know. I mean, I'm like it just it, wasn't my thing. But in the '90s, did you have any horror scenes that you want to talk about? Maybe that scarred you. Is it Scream? I, I can't. It, I can't determine the '90s from the 2000s. Really? I have issues with that. I don't remember. I just don't remember it. I remember, like, I remember going to see. Uh, what was that movie, The Blair Witch Project? It that was supposed oh, to be the right. Well, that it was, was supposed to be so though. scary. It was so Listen, that scared me too. That was probably like my second choice. It was choice. stupid see, though. It was thing, so though. stupid. That yeah. did not fucking scare me because I had watched something. Yeah, but did you know it was fake when you yes, went in? Yes, I did. Because there was a document, a mockumentary on the Sci-Fi Channel before the movie came out that said this is not a real movie. So when All I right. saw it, so you I went knew into it, it already knowing. Yes. I already knew Bruce Willis was dead before I saw the six. So do I. Somebody ruined so that. Somebody for me. ruined I, that for I, me. I, yeah, I same here. Too. Me too. So like we saw the Blair Witch Project. I remember we went to the movie theater. We walked there. And back we were walking to the park, and like all, all my friend, all my friends just took off and started running. So it's like pitch black at night, and I'm like going to the park. And my fat ass starts running to the park. I'm like, I was like so scared just because I watched this shit, and like it's these kids running around the woods. Yeah. Now I'm in the fucking park by myself because all right. these assholes just ran. So like and that I remember, was the- like I remember I actually watched it in jail. So, like, when I was in jail, they played that movie over the TV screens in jail. Like, if you had a personal TV, which you could buy in jail, you right. would turn to a certain channel, and they were playing the Blair Witch Project. It was, like, Halloween or something, or right around Halloween. And they played that movie, and all these people that I was in jail with, because they were in jail for so long, they thought it was real. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> I saw this documentary before I saw this movie, and it's fucking fake. It's I'm fake. like, this isn't real. Cassie, were you uh, scissoring Big Bertha while you watched No, I was movie? not scissoring anybody in jail because they're all gross. <laughs> <laughs> but were you doing a, uh, a Mexican Halloween? Oh! oh right, maybe. Who knows? Hmm. So, um, I'm going to talk about my scene. So, now, one of the movies that affected me in the 90s um, was Candyman. Great movie. Um, a urban, black, uh, African-American movie. Uh, yes, and P- uh, Keenan, uh, I mean, sorry. I'm sorry. Jordan <laughs> Peele. Jordan Peele is remaking it. Remaking really? it. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm it looks so excited amazing. for it. Yeah, it looks amazing. I don't amazing. know. He's kind of hit or miss. No way. <laughs> Dude, uh, Us was great. Us was great. What are you, what are you talking about? And Get Out was great, too. Get Out too. was great. Fucking, I love it. Oh, him. no, Get Out was pretty good. That was yeah. a pretty good one, yeah. I got five on I got five on it. Anyway. I got Candy four Man. Alaskan candy Man. So, I know. So, Candy Man. So, like, the... the I said twice, that... oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Three times, you're dead, motherfucker. Candy Man. Wait, what? Is a sequel? Oh, yeah, it is a sequel. What? He's Eric's right. The new Candyman movie is a sequel. Ah, is it really? Yes, it is. Oh, is that the one that Jordan Peele's making? Yes. Oh, good. So, he's not tramping on the, uh, the classic one, which is good. Now, this scene that I want to play freaked me out. It did freak me out because this this woman like she follows Candy Man. She's a reporter. Oh my god! He said still, it three times. He's gonna fucking come out of the mirror. And, and he does it, she like follows him, but then she like her boyfriend. I don't know what he, I think he is the cause of her death or he does something to cause her to die. But then he's so sad about it. He says her name three times in the mirror, and she comes and appears and kills him. And it freaked me out. As a I kid. thought she died because of Candyman. Or was it Candyman? I don't know what it was because I think Trevor had something to do with it. So, but, but when she killed Trevor, it fucked me up. I couldn't, like, be alone for a little while. Let's check out my horror scene. Yes, let's check us out. Look, look, he's all sad because his, his broad died. This is what I do. I had Devil's Reach, though. 
while I was watching this. <laughs> Looking in the mirror. I have Devil's Reach. I'm like, Cassie, Devil's Reach. I turn off the lights. Cassie, Cassie, Cassie. Oh my god. Oh, You're so lame. Yeah, well, this, this freaked me out. And this is his new wife, who's hot. Yeah, I forget about that bitch. <laughs> What's the matter, Trevor? Michael Masson's sister, by the way. Yes, who I adore. She has the hook and everything. Oh, right in the cock! Yeah, get his dick. He always wants to shove up his dick. That's the best part. Just shove it up with a big hook. My God, Trevor? That's yeah. her student. Trevor? Oh. He's fucking her student. I see. I forgot about that point. Okay. Yes. Oh, Trevor is not Trevor anymore. Yes. Trevor's not okay. No. Uh, his student. He's fucking his student, and that's why she kills him. Oh, is that why? Yes. I forgot about that point. But that... Eric, Eric said. Thank Eric. you, Eric. Thank, Thank you, Eric. Eric. You were the man. Thank you. For... I haven't seen Candyman since probably following. And fucking, I haven't like, seen Nights, but I remember that scene with yes. Helen. So that's why I said that. But thank you, Eric, for uh, correcting us on that. Yes, right. thank you. That's thank why you for the information. <laughs> You're hide on the show. I know. <laughs> he's our he's our like intel. He's our liaison. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is a practice. So Cassie, let's talk okay. about your scene that's gone. So on. this scene from this movie, I'm not gonna say it yet. When I was 12 or, or 13. Now let me say one thing, and then I'll let you talk. Okay. This scene is long. It's long. You, I you posted it. the whole thing. It's still two minutes. Okay. All right. So go. So, when I was like thirteen, I had a friend. Her name was Mary Lynn. Her mom died, and she lived with her dad. And her dad let her get do whatever she fucking wanted to. And her brother's name is Delaware. No. Uh, so her name's not Marilyn. Her name's <laughs> Mary Lynn. What the hell's the difference? Wait, Mary <laughs> Lynn. Oh, 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 it's right. two words. Oh, okay, okay? I it was Lynn. No, not uh, Lynn. It's kind of redneck. So her brother, her her mother died. Her dad let her do whatever she wanted to. And we used to go to her house after school and like watch like Days of Our Lives and dumb shit, right? Scissor. No, no scissoring. Oh. So one day, no, there was no scissoring. So one day we went to her house and I remember this. It was like four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And she's like, hey, I have this movie I rented. And it was fucking Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh that's, is that really a horror movie? Though? Yes, it is. Absolutely, it's a fucking horror movie. How is that a horror movie, Gilg? How is that not a psychological movie? thriller? That's like, cocoon, that's like kind of cocoon as a horror movie. Hell no. no, are you kidding absolutely me? Absolutely not. Cocoon is a Steven Spielberg adventure movie. Are you kidding me? And I remember you are so wrong on that. Sitting in her in her den with the lights off, watching this fucking movie, and this scene, which is when Clarice is in the fucking basement of the house, and she can't see anything, and he fucking has night vision goggles. It's fucking scary the shit It's more suspense, I would think. No, dude. It is suspense. suspense. I agree with you on that, but it's not like fucking... Whatever. I don't know. Alright. So... <laughs> She's dead body in the tub. Lights go out. Lights go out. Lights go out. Now you have the, the shit uh... out of me. Imagine being in a dark room and you can't fucking okay. see anything and somebody can fucking see you with night okay, vision Okay, like goggles. 90s night... Fuck that. 90s night vision is not that good. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. Like, uh, when you... When you were... When were you were in Iraq? Was night vision any better then? It was sucked. It was terrible. Exactly. It wasn't, so, I wish it looked like that. <laughs> it was like 2005. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, just what are you think, talking about? Just think of somebody being able to sucked. see. No, wait. Let me send this premise. Okay. It was worse. Just, way worse. Shut than up, Gilk. Just think of somebody being able to see.
to see you when you can't see them. How fucking scary is that? She should have just kept shooting the gun. That's what I would have done. Ugh. Just firing like, bang, 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 bang. I would have just kept shooting. It was reloading. That's how Brandon Lee died. What are you talking about? Yeah, when he fucking almost touches her and it's fucking... Ah! Like, dude. Ugh. So scary. No, it is a very scary scene. And I remember, like, listen, I don't remember much, much Dude, of this movie because I haven't seen it in so, many, so long. This is me trying to find I'm... cheese at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I love how my scene's not scary. But no, your, your scene, scene is very scary. This is a very scary scene. And he touches her, but she's like, fuck this shit. He doesn't touch her. He almost touches her. Yeah. No. She would probably feel like... She's gonna carry Foster. a flashlight, bitch. Super lesbian. She never came out, though, did she? Never came out, but she has seven eyes super lesbian. Oh, here it comes. Kills Buffalo Bill. Motherfucker. That's why you gotta bring an extra... That's why he shouldn't be tugging his dick. Well, exactly. She, I mean, like, Never tug a dick. she shoots out a window. She just happens to do that. Well, that's what he was doing. He was wanking. He was whacking off. That's night vision. Dude, dick. Er Eric's gonna hate me. Why? Because his was Nightbreed, and I hate that fucking movie. I love Nightbreed, Eric. Uh, I'm I'm on board, brother. Is that the one where they work over at the? No, I like watch Nightbreed. No, with I like Graveyard no, Shift. I've seen it. And I hate it. How about I Graveyard love Shift? Graveyard Shift was kind of gay, it though. It was terrible. It, it was, was so horrible. Good. I didn't like Graveyard Shift. <laughs> um, oh, shit. What was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say, but Nightbreed is a great movie. I uh, love Nightbreed. Uh, great movie. Uh, no. Great movie. I had issues, though. I was, like, stuck between Candyman. I was stuck between Candyman and this movie. And then I was thinking about, um, oh, my God. There's so many, like, fucking... I can't do Scream because we've done Scream so many times. But, like, there was... Uh, misery I was thinking about was another one for the me. The dude in Nightbreed was the popular guy in 6 o'clock high. Or I, 4 o'clock high. Or 5 o'clock high. 5 o'clock high. Oh, oh my god. He was a popular time. Yeah, he was. He was. No, was he the popular guy? No, I'm sorry. No. And, um, 3 o'clock oh high. Not 3 o'clock high, the guy though. Wants to fight but I'm wrong, though. It's not that. It's some kind of wonderful. He was a popular guy in some kind of wonderful. The, the, the guy in Nightbreed. Oh. Yes. I don't like that movie. But like, <laughs> I know, I you said had that. Like, I also had, like, fucking Hellraiser. Like, there were so many fucking movies that, like, were on this list But you just me. saw Hellraiser. That's the thing. I just saw Hellraiser. But, yeah. um, Misery. The, that's up there. When she fucking breaks his ankles, Yeah, dude. That's, a, that's a badass scene. Like, these... The way I picked these these scenes for me was like, what was the moment in the movie that stuck out the most? Like, I I've seen I've seen Sons of Sons of Lambs a few times, right? But like, the most like prevalent scene in my mind is that scene that I just showed. Like, that's the one thing I remember from that movie. Misery is when she fucking breaks his ankles. Like, I couldn't tell you anything about that movie except but you oh, know he's cabin fever, whatever. But she breaks the fucking ankles. Hannibal fucked me up more, and that came out in 2000. See, uh, when, here's when, the thing when with he's Hannibal, Rob, uh, uh, his brain, his brain, that and fucked the guy me was up. Alive, yeah, yeah, that fucked me up. That like, fucked me up. I didn't see Hannibal though, and I only saw Hannibal one time, but I didn't see Hannibal till like much later. And like when you were saying when we were talking about 90s horror movies, is that what you were saying was like when once you got old enough, 
things didn't affect you anymore. And that was how yeah, I felt about so Hannibal. Like, Hannibal, once I got to a point where I saw it and I was, it like, was like, older, like, yeah. I'm just like, eh, there was it's like whatever. A, there was a window there where you watched stuff that really scared the shit out of you. Like, and it was a window, but after a certain time, yeah. it's like, yeah, whatever. Right. Like, Scream, I remember, I, I snuck, I had my brother-in-law bring me to see Scream, because I wasn't old enough to see Scream. I was, like, 15 or something when that movie came out, or 16, and my brother-in-law brought me to see it, because I really wanted to see it really bad, and I remember running up to my front stairs from the driveway, because I was so fucking scared <laughs> of the fucking beginning of that movie, like, the beginning of that movie... With the phone call, you don't know what's going on, and you don't know yeah, what's happening. Right. And, like, you barely see him kill the per the, the boyfriend outside, and she's, like, running around the house. That scared the fucking shit and out of me. And those were great movies to see in the theater. Yeah, and I yeah. saw it They twice. were just so great and, in the theater. You know, I was fun. still... It was even so though, much fun. Yeah. Even though I knew the ending, and I knew it was, like, these dudes, and it was these two guys, or whatever. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Scream, you're retarded. But yeah. I remember seeing that and being like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. And, like, running up the front steps but like once i hit like 19 18 19 years old nothing really affected me anymore like the conjuring was the last movie that scared me and that was how long ago 2013 2013 yeah, yeah. four or five years ago but now like it, it takes a Laughing. lot oh uh, yeah dude I want to see Sinister, though. I always see that, too. Those are the scariest like, movies. Oh, oh yes. I loved Red Dragon, Surge. I yeah. loved Red Dragon. Red Dragon was a great movie. Such a good movie. Ed Norton. That yeah, is bad. Yeah, it was very uh, good. American History X was uh, Ed Norton. That is bad. And no, Fight Club. And fucking, uh, and oh, fucking Fight Club. Ray Fiennes in fucking uh, Red Dragon. Yes. One of his best performances. Yeah, that was very But good I don't movie. like the first half of American History X. Yeah, the second half is like when he gets better. It's like, yeah. Anyway, uh, I know it's kind of racist. Hey, so, uh, no, Scream still holds up, Eric. It still holds up. It really Scream does. Scream does hold up. Scream is one of the best movies I of all time. I watch it every single best fucking year. Best horror movie, best slasher movies of all time. It's the top three. Top three of the best slasher movies of all time. I agree with you there. Who disagrees with me, then? I don't know. Eric's like, I'm afraid to rewatch it. He hates Jamie Kennedy. Fuck Jamie but Kennedy. But Campbell's so hot. No, uh, Rose Neb McGowan was hot. Neb Campbell's. Oh, I yeah. never saw Manhunter. Finley, did you see Manhunter? I did. It was uh, made by the guy who made Miami Vice, so it was very Miami Vicey, very eighties. Okay. Uh, it was it was the Red Dragon movie back in the eighties, and it was uh, but it was not as dark as the Red Dragon movie they made in, in the two um, thousands, which is much better. And okay. Norton does a great job. So since we uh, did, as that character, since we did not do the two thousands, yeah, I want to do current. Just, just say it. Okay. I don't, I don't right. want to, I don't want to, like, All obviously right. we can't bring up a screen. I Shit. Think, I think out of everything that I've seen from 2000 and beyond, the the movie that sticks with me the most is Paranormal Activity. Yeah, that would, that was a scary That was a scary one. movie. That scared the crap out of me. I remember. Yes. I had to I turn that movie off and put it back on. We sat, we I was like, I can't the handle this. We went and saw it in the theaters. And I remember every time they fast forwarded, I was like, what's happening? Stop fast forwarding. I'd be like, it's like that movie scared the fucking shit out of me. The first one, not any of the sequel. The second one was pretty scary, but like the very first paranormal activity, I think is my movie for the 2000s 
up to today. Yes. What about yes. uh, I know what you did last summer? No, that's no, 90s. that's nineties, dude. You're fucking as usual. Goes off. There was like seven of them. So there was seven. seven of them. There's two of them. You fucking retard. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the second one. Two. Second one was the brandy. Yes, brandy was in it in the oh, fucking yeah, right. uh, tanning booth. Anyway, Finley. Mine was um. Uh, what's the name of the, the movie we just talked about with the house? The fucking the, the people. The people that went to the fucking bang. Damn it. Conjuring? Conjuring. The Mine is one. The Conjuring in 2000s. That is the only movie that I actually scared me in 2000s. Dude, that movie in the theater did not scare me. I remember watching that movie and I was like, this is not scary. And I got home and I felt so uncomfortable. I was me like, too. oh my God, what the fuck? And for some Why reason I, I went downstairs that night. And I forget what it was for. Maybe bring the garbage out. But I felt clapping behind me and like that no. scared the crap out of me. The Conjuring is definitely my movie that scared the crap out of me. So like... Yes, that's yeah, definitely the movie. Those two movies, like those two, I feel like, and that's like everybody's two movies yeah. are like Paranormal Activity. And Paranormal. The I've never seen Conjuring, but Paranormal Activity. The first Conjuring is amazing. I never saw the in, any of the Insidious movies. I heard they're amazing. I never saw any of them. But apparently, Insidious. Was that Insidious? Insidious apparently is really scary, and Sinister apparently is really scary. Sinister. Who's the big director? Oh, uh, who's the big director? Clive um... Barker. Did he do, oh, like, The Wicker Man? So, Surge said Saw. Saw's a good one. The first one. Yeah. The first one is amazing. That's a great one. Oh, man, it's a great and one. And when you, like, when you realize that he's in the room the whole oh, time. Oh, shit. That's a great one. Yes. Such yeah. a good movie. And, like, the end when he fucking, like, wakes up. And yeah, he doesn't he, wake up, but he just gets he just, up and he's yeah, fucking, oh, yeah, that's a the, great one. Oh and, man! Uh, Eric, a... Eric said the Conjuring isn't scary by itself, but dealing with the dark afterwards is, and I totally agree. Yes, with that. yes. Like I said, I was not afraid when I watched that movie. I went, I left that theater, and I was like, that was not that bad. Like I don't know what everybody's talking about. And I got home, and I was like, why am I so fucking paranoid? Yeah. Like I was so freaked has, out by that movie. Has any zombie end. movie actually been scary? No. Has there ever been a scary zombie movie? Uh, no, I've more fun in zombie movies than anything. Like, yeah, uh, for example, I, I, Shaun of the Dead. Fun even movie. like the new it's ones. A fun even movie. like Day of the Dead. No, or... it's just not. It, no. Those are funny movies. Those are fun movies. So you're I right. I feel like Night of the Living Dead, the original, was probably like the creepiest the, the one. The only one that tried to be scary. But like, right. other than that, it, no. 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 I don't, zombies don't movies. freak me. Don't, zombies are, to me, are stupid. They don't scare me. I don't get scared by zombies at all. I, I'm more of like a ghost person. Like you stand your ground there. Like what? The zombies don't freak me out. Freak the zombies don't freak you out. Sorry. No, I'm more of a ghost person because you don't know what's happening. Like especially if you like never see the fucking ghost or you never see what's doing the thing. Like it never appears. That fucking freaks me the fuck out. Well, that's why you gotta get uh, what's her name. Who? From Ghost. Uh, she was the psychic in Ghost. Whoopi oh, Whoopi the Goldberg. house is clean. <laughs> yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Um, she's a psychic and ghost. Alright, so this uh, is some funny videos here. Because okay. I think we've done our Halloween thing. Ghost here. scared Sorry, shit. Sorry, I me. like talking about horror movies. No, I do too. I almost had Imagine a Imagine being stuck with Whoopi Goldberg all the time to see the person you love the most. <laughs> think how fucking scary that is. Alright, so. Um, I have to off myself. There's some funny videos here. Like... I have to I have to bring this up. Yes, please. Because Eric just brought up the strangers. Okay? Mm. Now, let me talk about the strangers for a second. The purge is is another one too that I should love be brought the up. Purge. I wish the purge was real. Yeah, me Anyways. too. Everyone would try to kill me. No, I'd go like looting and fucking all sorts of shit. Anyways, 
So, and I have a flamethrower. Just, which go, to, would be just awesome. go to the, the riots in New York City. You can loot, go loot as all you want. So, the strangers <laughs> did not scare me when I saw the movie. The strangers did not scare me until I moved to the fucking woods. And now, the thought of the strangers freaks me the fuck out. That somebody could come to my house and they're fucking they're just there to kill me. The stranger. Um, basically, uh, the stranger. <laughs> Finley does that on a weekly stranger. basis. Anyways, um, I have to say that's Finley's move. Listen, the stranger. The strangers. Send your hands look at some. When I saw that, when I whack saw off the stranger. When I saw the strangers, okay. I was rooting for the strangers. I was like, please kill these people. They're fucking annoying. Please fucking kill them. Just kill them. They suck. Blah 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 blah. But that movie reminds me so much of the Manson murders that it's like, you know, they just show up at some random person's house for no reason. They kill them for no reason. Like, it's just... And now that I live in the woods, now I'm fucking afraid of the strangers, but whatever. That movie didn't scare me. The masks don't scare me. You know what movie was fucking great, though? Speaking of masks, you're next. If you guys have not seen that movie, see see that that movie is so different. Um, and it follows too is another one of that those movies. It that, follows that another great that, movie. That, that was a great movie. Frame, but yes, those two movies are really great. I think everybody I agree. needs to see those. I agree. Anyways, funny videos. Uh, funny videos. Now the the next the, this first video that we're gonna watch. Um, all right, so this is a weird moment. So like, if anybody watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or even was a fan of Teenage Mutant, Ninja, oh my god. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Am I saying that correctly? Ninja Turtles. There you go. Heroes there you go. Half shell. All right. So this. I'm a fan of pepperoni pizza. They were on Oprah Winfrey, and it didn't go so well. And I'll watch these kids' faces. This is like pretty ridiculous. Let's check this out. Guys, let me ask you this: Do you sometimes wish that April was a turtle? Whoa, oh, definitely. Oh, conceptually, that works for me. You know, I'm a <laughs> Where you going? Oprah, man, I cracked myself up. <laughs> Oprah, I've been trying to talk her into an interspecies relationship for months now. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> wait, chill, man. And she won't do it. She huh? can't no, hold her breath long enough. No, she can't do it. The biggest problem is she can't hold her breath long enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Classic TNT moment. Um, so uh, next one, the gender reveal. Like uh, I, I love these gender reveal parties because like they get more ridiculous week after week. And um, this one's a boxing match. The gender oh reveal, God. which is uh, pretty the big babies. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Big gender reveal thing, and the kid turns to be like a retard or something. Like, 
Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like you had this whole thing. So here's the funny thing about that. A friend of mine, not that her kids are retard, but a friend of mine (laughs) went and got an ultrasound done when she was pregnant. Her kid is the same age as Piper. So this is like nine, ten years ago. She went and got fucking an ultrasound done when she was pregnant with her kid. They said the kid was a girl. Turns out he's a boy. So what happens if you get the results, right? Right. And 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 everything's pink because it can change. Like, okay, if you see a penis, right, like in the the ultrasound, it's a boy, definitely. But if you see, if you don't see a penis, eventually it can turn into a penis. It just might be too early. Ah. So, like, you might think it's a girl, so but it could come with... out as a boy. So what the fuck are you going to do? So you get a... everybody start with a vagina and grows into yes. a penis? Yes. That's crazy. Everyone starts out as a girl, dude. You're a fucking it's girl. I'm just saying. <laughs> I had blown. a vagina at one time. You did. You had a vagina. I wonder what happened to it. That's <laughs> 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 so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to Gilk's vagina? I have no I idea. How I don't want to know what happened to Gilk's vagina. I lost it. I lost my vagina. But this what next... happened to Gilk's vagina? Have you seen my vagina? I lost my vagina. This next video is about jerking off. And uh, Cassie pointed this out. It's a tug toner. Oh, my God. This thing is so fucking funny. Um, so we, let's watch uh, this new workout video. First, there was the shake weight, which utilized a piston-like motion to build and tone muscle. Then came Free Flexor, a flexing dumbbell using centripetal force for an even deeper burn. Now, get ready for the next fitness revolution. You will build strength. You will get ripped with the most groundbreaking workout tool on the planet, the Tug Toner. (laughs) The Tug Toner uses dynamic resistance technology to work your biceps, triceps, pecs, Delts, quads, lats, and glutes. And the Tug Toner's unique design allows you to work every angle of every muscle to complete exhaustion. The Tug Toner is versatile enough to let you work out anywhere, at home, in the car, even at the office. Order the Tug Toner for only $39.95 and get a second Tug Toner absolutely free. So you can work out with a friend. <laughs> the Tug Toner. Available at Walgreens. At Walgreens. Oh my god. <laughs> Great. Fucking hilarious. The Tug Toner. You use that on your Zoom calls instead and not get fired. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking guy. I think at some point Finley got really ripped. He went from like non ripped at all to he got like really ripped. No, he no fig- me, I'm okay. No, listen, he figured there's no second interview, so I might just <laughs> yeah, who cares? Well just get drunk. Like, I'm done. Like I'm done. Like, he's uh, ready to eat. He's ready to <laughs> eat fucking taquitos and fucking whatever. He's in the bath. He, just did, he just did like a whole bunch of shots and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm just gonna start chugging beer. What's on the tug toner though? What's on? I've li- kind of lost the uh, space here. Let's what, go after saying. tug toner? Yeah, I know there's more. Your, your girlfriend. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, Gil, 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 Gil. All right, Jesse Sims has drinking again. Thank God. And let's see what Jesse Sims is doing lately. Oh, it's Dude, if she got a nose job, that's a horrible nose job. Just say. Thank <laughs> you. 
No, yes, I don't know. I mean, like, she looks... She got a, she got a, no, she what do you got think, a nose down, it's not good. I mean, like, she, uh, I, I think the, I don't know, maybe I, I'm just, I think the original Jesse Sims. I think you're Sims, just old, right? I think the original uh, Jesse Sims dude, is just Eric hotter. said exactly what I was thinking. He what? said, did she break her nose because she looks like Owen Wilson? I yes, see her, her nose is fucking wide. Oh my God, yes. What is she, going on there? I think she, she should have just job stuck done. what she was going with. You know, just, you know. She fucked herself she up. Wasn't, she was way better looking she back was, in the day. She was pretty. It wasn't like she was, like, hideous looking. Well, like, now she's got she money, a, and she's got to fuck black dudes, and she's fucking... <laughs> but it wasn't like she had this big, huge, dudes. like, giant, like, schnozzle that was, like, <laughs> terrible looking. Like, she was <laughs> hot. She was hot. You know? She was hot. Now she's becoming, like, whatever. Yes. No, seriously. Get over yourself. Seriously. All right. This next video is uh This guy's amazing. Now, me and Cassie like watched this video and we were laughing our asses off. This is a janitor who figured out how Florida, to like Florida, Florida. That's all I'm gonna say. Florida. Yeah, he just discovered a way to get to Florida. But... No, he's from Florida, Florida, man. Oh, he's from Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Because I'm this sorry. would only happen in Florida. What but he happens. discovered a way to get around in Florida. Watch, watch this. this. Watch how he gets like. He gets a bucket. A janitor's bucket. And then he's just saying, and then he starts the thing, and then he just fucking goes. Oh, that's awesome, right? (laughs) 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 He just goes. Like a fucking maniac. That's awesome. (laughs) It's better to ride the bike. Of ingenuity. Right, Anyways, um, so we had a great show here tonight. I think we have, right? Yeah. Michael Barron was a great interview. Yes. Great, great interview. Great, great guest. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Let's go to the last call and uh, shit over with. Yes, I love this part. So this is the part of the show where we talk about what we've learned tonight. You and, love um, this part because it real you realize you're now gonna eat. Yes, uh, and you got me good food. What'd you get me? <laughs> I got taquitos. Taquitos for me. Waiting. Waiting yes. taquitos. They're not going to be good yes. tomorrow morning. You crap <laughs> those things out. Shut up, Gil. Um, <laughs> Gil, what have you learned on the show tonight? I learned that I am the... I have one talent, and that's asking stupid questions. Michael Barron liked that about but you. He actually, liked, liked, it. He he liked, actually liked it. He did. He was good. Uh, I learned uh, Cassie scissored in jail while she watched Scream. I did not. No, it wasn't Scream. It was um, Blair Hot- Witch. It was what and I, I did, did not. What you did last summer, I know. No, it. no, I did not scissor, and it was Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> there were girls scissoring on my bed, but I did not scissor. Oh, hot! I no, not well, about, like, about I that. Not hot because one looked like a man. Ew! 
Yeah. There were girls scissoring in your bed, though? Yeah. Scissoring on your bed. And I was like, why do you not go over to that bed? Your bed. Why you gotta be on my bed? But they were scissoring, though? Yes. And you were, like, what, sniffing? And I was pissed because they were on my bed when they could have been on their bed. Did it smell like awesome? No. (laughs) I also learned that uh, Rhonda Sheeran... Rhonda Sheer. Rhonda Sheer. She spent way too many nights up all night, like one too many. And, like, it was a straw that broke the camel's back. Like, she ain't up all night. Anymore. Oh, she's also 65. Uh, and Michael Berman's 72, which I learned she's tonight. She's 65? She's 65. She's fucking good. She does look good. She's going um, to be on our show at some he point. He kept lo- losing memory like I do when I'm drinking, and I felt bad. Because he asked some questions like, I'm 72, please, you know, answer these questions. I'm like, oh, man. I wish you knew John Hughes at the back. I couldn't think of it myself, you know. I know. Like, Sometimes you're John, in the moment. We should have known John Hughes or Edward Science. science. No, I knew John Hughes. I was second-guessing myself, though. Yes. At first. But it was great. It was great. It was a great interview. It was awesome. Cassie, what did you learn tonight? I learned that uh, make sure... That you your guests you know where your guest lives because make sure you drink your oval team. Yes, that's who. Make sure you know where your guest lives because if they live on the east coast, we have to make sure that we know what we're fucking doing because that was part of the problem. Um, I also learned that uh, Jesse Sims looks like Owen Wilson now because her nose <laughs> is fucked up. Yeah, she's just. I, don't know um, I also learned that. Uh, if there's not a second interview, Finley gets really, really drunk. Oh, um, am I really drunk right now? I thought I was okay. And you're kind of slurring a little bit. Um, I've been worse. I really want to see Michael Berryman actually direct a movie because he knows way more than most directors do. I agree. Um, I also learned that there was a huge part missing in Lords of Salem. Yeah. And now I'm pissed. We should have made a good movie. Right. Like, I wanted that movie to be so good because it's about the witches, about witches and fucking Salem and all sorts of shit. Right. And, like, I watched that movie and I was like, what is going on here? I'm right. so confused. And there's I a agree midget with, with a fucking... Like, I, I don't even know. It was like the most little, confusing movie person. ever. Oh, fuck you. I'm saying midget. Thank you. Midget um, is not a bad word. Finley, what did you learn? I'm offended. I learned already. a lot of things. I learned, um, first of all, I learned that, um, that midget is not a bad word. I also learned that, um, that, uh, I learned nothing. I learned nothing tonight. I learned I, I like to drink. That's what I learned. Eric I learned said he too. learned that we are really good at getting people to wish them happy birthday. Yes. And Serge said he needs to watch Manhunter. That's what he learned. Yes. Thank you so much. I, I, I've learned all that stuff, and thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll be back in uh, two weeks with yes, our we, uh, Thanksgiving we have, shows. Yes, we have a, uh, um, a star, uh, an adult star that's going to be on. I don't know who she is. Finley booked that. No. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Rhonda Shearer will be on our next show. Um, we'll but see. we have a really good November coming up. And then December is going to be... A November to remember. December is going to be insane. Thanks. Um, because we're planning on doing an Emotion Bowl episode that you guys don't want to miss. So check us out. Um, make sure you guys uh, check I'm out drunk. Pod, podcorn.com. Yeah, podcorn. Yes, podcorn. Tune into my Dead Air podcast because yes. that's going to be the, the shiznit. If, especially if you guys have podcasts and you want to get sponsored, check out podcorn.com. And we'll be back next week with some more crazy fucking antics. Mendez out. Mendez out.
Drinking Dirty in Jersey is produced by two crazy drunk assholes. Check them out at drinkingdirtyinjersey.com, on Twitter at DrinkingDirtyNJ, and on Facebook. We will now return to your regularly scheduled, extremely boring programming. Mendez out. This is a warning to all you fucking snowflakes. The last beacon of hope for the politically incorrect is here. So throw down your protest signs and pick up some whiskey or beer. Because we are exactly what your pansy-ass generation needs. With the hottest porn stars. Best breweries. Best bars. And of course. We're making getting drunk great again. Tune into Drinking Dirty in Jersey with your host Chris and Cassie Finley. Every Sunday night, 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific. Right here on the Demon Seed Radio Network. www.demonseedradionetwork.com